Yeah. Yeah, it goes like this right here. It's like, uh. Okay, so, Josh George. Yes, sir. Episode two. Nice. Uh, is it Joshua? No. 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 Well, I mean, in business. But I mean, when birth- I'm calling people, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but in the private life, it's just Josh. Right. But uh, on the birth certificate, it's yeah, Joshua? It's, yeah, it's Joshua. Is your middle initial P? Yep. You? It is? Yep. <laughs> Joshua Paul. Wow. I was JPG. Gonna, I was thinking uh, there can't be another initial besides P because, like, especially if you want to do, like, a British accent, Joshua P. George the Third. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, in high school, I had, uh, playing football, I had, uh, longer hair, and for some reason they called me Frenchie, so, oh, ho, ho, Joshua Pongo, yeah. oh, smells like me. Nice. It was more of, a um, based on the character, the skunk one, you know, that forced himself now looking back on the other female skunks, Pepe Le Pew. Right, but, but, but she was a cat, right, with a paint stripe on her back? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it was even. Um, so uh, our girls are buddies and have been since kindergarten, first yeah. grade. Yeah, kindergarten. Um, so five years. Um, but we've we've never hung out. I mean, like a couple soccer game chats. Yep. Um, I think when I brought this up to you, uh, we were at Holmes Park in the spring. Yeah. Uh, for soccer practice, soccer, or something. yeah, like a pre-practice or something. Um, and we were talking about um, your 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 boy. Did he end up playing football this fall? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, played. Uh, yeah, first year, seventh grade. He uh, he's a big one. He's big. So they got him on the offensive line and the defensive line. Got himself a sack. Got nice. a sack fumble. Yeah. Very nice. Very. Um, uh, and where is he? Say uh, school-wise, <coughs> seventh grade, seventh grade. So he's he's still at St. Peter's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, one okay. more year. So. Um. And I remember when we were talking about that, uh, we were talking about sibling bickering and friction, and she was maybe like needling him, and you pulled her aside and was like, "Hey, man, he he will light you up or something yeah. like that." Oh yeah. Uh, how are how are things between them these uh, days? They've well. They seem to be picking up because I think there's he didn't play basketball, which he didn't realize the tryouts were when they were and everything. So his level of so I've been telling him we're gonna have to find something an outlet physically for you. Gotta burn that energy. Exactly. Man. I mean. So, but when she saw him on the football field and <clears throat> moved like two two kids out of the way and and hit the running back pretty hard. I looked at her and she was like, "Oh, okay." I, is, that, is that what you were talking about? There? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. I, but they still. I mean, they'll mess around, but there is a point. Okay. So it's it's fun, but cool. They're good friends because we don't uh, we don't live in the neighborhood like you guys. Right, so right. they're just it's just them two. Yeah, hanging which, out most of man, the time. Man, like uh, we were we were talking uh, just a few minutes ago upstairs. Um. You know, when the Murphys were two doors down, uh, Brandy and Anna met, like, when the, our two girls were, like, six months old mm-hmm. uh, through through a church or a school thing. And, and we started doing this, like, baby swap deal where Bailey came over on Fridays and Adeline went over there. Anyway, um, and then eventually when they moved two doors down, it was, like, um, perfect because yeah. they were, like, 
besties and they could just run over and knock and have sleepovers. Um, and Alehu has had, um, he's got a couple of good friends that he does play dates with, but it's not, they're, they're all like West of Warnell. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, it's just so I, I this is my 24th home. Uh, Gee, really? the, I went to sixth grade schools. I mean, di- divorces and moving and um, uh, school closings and uh, what or whatever. But um, all in the Kansas City. Area. No, no. Uh, my folks. So my dad went to Rockers. My mom went to Meage. That's how they met. Okay. Uh, got married. He he went to um, Rockers University or Rockers College. Mm-hmm. I think it was still just guys only. Yeah. Um, and then after college, he got a job. Um, I think I have this right. I want to say it was Intercollegiate Press, which was a company that published yearbooks. Okay. And it took him to, I think that maybe the job was in Columbia, South Carolina. So they moved there for that. I was born, um, and I, I think the story goes that my, my mom got homesick. So they moved back. Um, and then, um, I went to the place I went for kindergarten, um, closed. And then they were like, you know, still hashing out all the divorce stuff. And she nah. was like, you're going to pay for Catholic education. Nah. So, so I went to St. Anne's and then she remarried and he got transferred to Atlanta. So I was in one. ATL? It, well, Lilburn, which oh. is a suburb. <laughs> it's like by Stone Mountain. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, we went to, uh, um, a, a bunch of Braves games, but the mm-hmm. first one we went to, we pulled in the parking lot and there was just dudes standing in spots, like five bucks for me to move. <laughs> like, okay. You know, just like, I was like, what is anyway? Uh, so they like built a house and while it was being built, we lived in these like condos and I. So I went somewhere for second grade and then moved into the new place halfway through second grade. That marriage ended. Come back to KC because dad was here. Dad mm-hmm. remarried uh-huh. um, and uh, like lived with friends of my mom's, like a couple of them. Like, so I was so I wound up at one school for fifth grade and then she had a job and got a house. And so we moved. So I went to a different school for sixth grade. Um, and I don't remember what the, the point of all that was, but this being my 24th home anyway. Oh, so, 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 uh, wherever I lived as a young boy, like there were kids on every block that yeah. were my age oh, yeah. or, you know, and with siblings and it was like, you know, once you get that first bike, you oh. know, it's like getting a car. I mean, you're, you're, it's over. you're, it's you a, can go you're going anywhere. But um, but now we wouldn't let them. Well, I would for... I would let um, Adeline and Nora. Nora gets to walk to Brookside. She has okay. like a debit card, and I don't know. So, like, of course, Adeline wants to have that freedom. So I let both kids one day walk to Brookside from here, which yeah. they were there and back pretty quickly uh-huh. but like every minute i was like what have i done you know, you just, <laughs> but so for him um you know i don't want him he's way too young and yeah. not focused enough to cross warnel yes on his own um 
but anyway, the point being, like, uh, we've never really, besides the brief window that the Murphys were here, we've never had, you know, just neighborhood kids. A, there are some, yeah, but they're not like they're older or what they have. Anyway, we see them. We see them in our neighborhood in the summer, riding to the pool, and uh, like, well, right before COVID hit that summer of the lockdown. We were planning on getting a pass to the communal. It's it's the sub subdivision next door to ours, but it's just right around the corner. Okay, so it's a, just a quick bike ride. So a little bit of that freedom. Yeah, and uh, then you know COVID, so summer yeah. that wiped out. Yeah, and then the ne- last summer it was still wiped out. Yeah, so there's a girl that lives just right a couple doors up, but she's she's a seventh grader too, but she's starting to do. She's in basketball and the play, and she goes to public school. So she does her own thing. So, yeah, I mean, they, they just – that's why they're real close to each other. And they're, they're cousins, too, who live out. So they – them and their cousins hang out right quite on. a bit. So what is the drive from your driveway to St. Peter's for drop-off? Uh, about 20 to 22 minutes, you know, give or take – give or take lights. So, you know, lights hit bad uh, – Aaron's the one that takes them. She has to leave. They're on time if they leave at 7.35, Okay. That's 7.35 is our walkout. Yeah. If, you so. know, if we're walking. But uh, so what time are they getting up? Uh, they're pretty good. They're I think they're getting up just around 7. Okay. So, but this is going to be the last year of that, especially with Guinness being a boy. He needs to be showered in the morning. Yeah. Because I've seen him wake up. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Come on, son. we're gonna drive through the car wash yeah, with the windows like, down. Hey, greasy, what? What? Changing oil in your sleep, there, homie? What will we do? Did you wash your face with pepperoni <laughs> yeah. pizza? And the hair, I'm like, you washed it last night, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But seriously, with what? Warm water and yeah, shampoo, yeah, or do you have yeah. a different recipe? Different, exactly. I'm like, man, that hair is just so. Weird. So they can get up and uh, be like you know, not groggy and get some food in their systems in 35 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're okay. pretty good. They've nice. been, uh, they've been conditioned. It's taken a while. This year has been the best year for everybody. Let me say that yeah. for, and I'm not trying to rag on anybody, right. but for everybody involved in the good. process, this has been, and cause I'm already at work. I, I leave. Oh, at, are you still doing the HVAC thing? Oh yeah. Okay. So I leave at, uh, I have to leave by six 20. So okay. I'm I'm already out the door. Do you have to go somewhere and report in, and then you're out doing jobs, or do you like go to your no, first I'm job? No, I'm the I'm the service coordinator, so okay. I, I sit in the office and oh. I run the. They call me the air traffic controller of the whole okay. business. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, so I'm in the office, you know, running my service techs, fielding calls, so and doing a lot. Yeah, a lot. So I'm always I always call like about seven forty one. We're in the car. I'm like, okay, good. The one that's Ireland's gotten really good about getting up and going. Good morning, hey buddy, what's up? Hey, yeah, <laughs> mad, yeah. <sighs> All right. What what times? What time do you turn in? And does everybody have roughly the same? No, no, they're up later than I am. I'm, okay. <clears throat> I mean, ha- the, hell, I mean, I'm assuming we can cuss. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'm in bed. If I don't pass out at seven thirty. You know, holy there's, shit! There's, really? Yeah, nights I've I just pass out. Boom, before because they they'll always eat, also eat late too. Okay. So I'm always like, so what's going on with dinner? Well, nobody's really hungry. I'm like, all right, well I'll just 
boom, boom, get something. Right. During, yeah, during the week, if I'm up to 10, poof. Brutal the next day. Not so much brutal. It's just, uh, I just don't like being up that late okay. anymore. Yeah. After quarantine, I just realized if my body needs to sleep, Man. I just need to sleep. And I don't, I don't fight it. Like, you know. You, we, you know how everybody is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you're sitting there watching TV, watching TV, yeah. watching TV. And I'm like, nope. I'll just... Phew. Plus, I'll get my mind right. And yeah. Just, especially, yeah. and just let everything just... Phew, zone out on TV or music, and then boom, I'm out. Another well, morning, I woke up 3 in the morning in my love uh, lazy boy. Your, your dad chair. <laughs> yeah, I had the radiator next to me, and I woke up sweating. Just like disgusting i had to peel everything off yeah and i looked at the clock and it was like 3 30 i'm like ah, well i'm not going back to sleep now i know oh, i man. know i'm gonna toss and turn for the next hour and a half oh. and you know you got 15 half hour of sleep and it wasn't really it was just your mind kind of shutting yeah, off yeah that's the worst <laughs> i don't i don't i've never understood that like uh if i pass out on the couch uh and just whatever I'm wearing, um, I'll wake up just fucking soaked. Yeah. But if I like go up and put my pajamas on mm-hmm. and like get in bed, like I don't feel like I wake up with that experience. No. So I'm always like, what was what was happening? Well, I'll wake up sometimes if it's really cold, and I've just like because I use I've got like a light light blanket and then my heavy one, and I'll just wear basketball shorts. But if it's a little too chilly. I'll wake up and my body will start sweating to help warm me up and everything. Interesting, but, but no, I've woken up many times fully clothed and just on the couch and like, Jesus, what the hell? <laughs> Did I stain the furniture? Yeah, like, yeah this is... hair is just soaked. Like I just ran, which <laughs> you know me, well, I'm not running <laughs> <Right>? too much. <laughs> not unless the cops are by. Yeah, you, right? exactly. Yeah. And even nowadays, I just you know what? I can get a lawyer. I just yeah, right, whatever. Yeah, man. yeah. I really haven't done that much. <laughs> whatever um, you find on me. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so the the gist of this thing, uh, badass records is like uh, you know, tabbing your your favorite album of all time or what. Mm-hmm. Um, and I when I asked you, um, I, I'm pretty sure that like without hesitation you were like that first Outcast album. Yeah. And I was like, is that a Aquimini? And you're like, no, it's like the ATL. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know that one. Like, yeah. Well, and it's not even, I misspoke. It wasn't their first one, but it's like the second or third yeah. ATL. Yeah. So um, I've been hanging out with both those records a lot this week. Nice. Fucking slap, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, and it it's weird because uh, ninety six um, is Atelians and Equimini, however you say that. I think Equimini. Equimini yeah. is ninety eight. Ninety, yeah. And they were like, I mean, I was I was in Colorado and uh, how old I, how old were you? Well, okay, so I'm forty seven. Okay, how about you? Forty six. Okay, okay. So um, and and I was I was going to Fort Lewis College. Okay, Skyhawks represent. Um, and, and Jason, who was the episode one guest, we, we worked on the newspaper together. Um, and I was, uh, taking full, you know, like 12 to 15 hour semesters and working in a kitchen 40 hours a week. Um, and then I, there was, uh, is it's a trimester schedule. So there would be three summer sessions. Okay. Um, and since, so I, I, I went to pittsburgh state for freshman year and then i moved out to colorado and took a year off and got residency to finish down there but i wanted to finish 
uh, in four years because I was borrowing. You know, yeah. I mean that that they're they're knocking on my door all the time right now because I have so much student student loans. Where's Fort Lewis? Durango, Colorado. So it's the southwestern corner of the state. Um, Damn. It's real. It's real close to New Mexico. Okay. And it's actually, um, it, so you've got like um, you know Salt Lakes up here, mm-hmm. and then if you come over, then and and come like Grand Junction, and then you got like Telluride and Silverton and Durango and a lot of just really freaking cool towns. Is it more desert? It's it's a wild mix. There's mountains. Oh, um, nice. So there's a ski resort in Durango. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's it's dry. Um, it's cool. There's a there's Mesa Verde is close, um, which is like you know an old like cliff cliff dwelling mm-hmm. monument. But also there's um, the Four Corners, yeah. where you can actually like stand, stand in four in states. Four, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I was so with with. The workload and uh, the school load. My mentality was, um, I gotta, I gotta see as many fish shows as I can, mm-hmm. um, which kind of would. You know, so, so ninety six, I, 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 uh, I actually got permission permission from Mark Coburn, my American Lit two t- professor, to take my final early, so I could boogie up to Boulder catch up with some dudes go to lawrence and then to get then we all went to jazz fest okay and fish played a set uh, so i saw them in the spring i saw them four times at red rocks that summer and then i saw them in vegas in december so that was like you know even now with you know it, it's tough when yeah. like tour just got announced um i have a buddy we've gone to uh, they do a three night Labor Day run in in Colorado. Yeah. For the, the last year was the tenth year. We've been at all of them, all three nights. Damn. Um, but he was living here. We played hockey together, um, and we would drive out and camp. Uh, but then he moved to Charleston, and so uh, tour got announced, and they're doing two nights in Charleston and the the regular Labor Day run. And he was like, I, I went down to Charleston in December of nineteen and saw the three closing shows to fall tour with him and he was like you wanna and i was like and i looked at the calendar and i was like i i can't i can't do charleston but anyway uh so i'll even as an adult with you know i'm not quite as paycheck to paycheck as i was then um but still kind of am uh i gotta pick and choose oh yeah so so if I were ever to see five shows in a calendar year, that's that's a big number. Usually it's like one or two or three. Mm-hmm. But that year, 96, um, I saw him five times, and Outcast was not on my radar <laughs> at all. In fact, uh, I moved back to KC in 2000, and uh, I was working in a kitchen down in Westport, and, um, you know, that's that's when they first hit my radar because you had, like, Miss Jackson yeah, and the, Fresh the radio, and Clean yeah, and all, yep, all the so um, I'm listening to this stuff um, and it is I mean it is so freaking good um, and there's a very clear you know it's funny that ATLians mm-hmm. the ATL is all caps yeah there's a there's a pretty hardcore ATL feel yeah there is and I mean it's it's the South and their South. I mean, they were so different than 
the booty shaking music and, and then anything else that was out at that point. I mean, too, 96, you still had a lot of quote unquote gangster, gangster rap and Biggie and Pac, but they were so separate. So that, that came into play with the whole naming of the album too. Like we feel like we're aliens of this whole rap game too. Fascinating. So, yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Cause I want to, I want to back up a little bit. You born here? Uh, born here, yeah. Born here, lived here, uh, started to grow up in Belton. <laughs> Woo! Good old Belton. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice suburban life and everything. Uh, skateboarded and nice. went to elementary school. Parents were big, I mean, not big hippies, but hippies. Okay. There was, there was always music in the house. I mean, I learned how at a very young age how to get a, put a vinyl on the right way of cleaning it and putting a needle on. And that, for me, that was a big deal, especially when they were having a pa- party or something. Yeah. Being able to do that. Did you have one of those, like... Oh, bur- yeah, the brushes. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Put just a little juice on it and sh- let it slowly and then put that needle perfect and it faded into the... Oh, it was... When I was, you know, five, six years old and I'm being allowed to do that at 10, 11 at night on a Saturday night, that was a big party. Deal. Yeah, party. Adults party. So they're... The, where'd they meet? They met, uh, you know, I never really, really knew the story how they met. My mom was in the, my mom got pregnant. I guess I'll air my whole dirty laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My dad, who my dad is, is my adopted dad. So I don't know who my real dad is. Never dug around? Nope. I've got a 23 and me sitting on the shelf. and That's software to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. But... Just, you look at just, it and you're like, nah, not today. Exactly. Okay. Every time I think about it, I look at it. I'm like, yeah. Then again, I don't need to have wow. that opened up into whatever that's going to open up. I've dealt with that way too long and have that. As I've gotten older, I do waver. Like, well, maybe, maybe not. But um, nah, probably, probably won't. Okay. Okay. So she came back to Kansas City, met my dad. Okay. Joey, I don't know. I think through mutual friends or something. Banging a boom bomb. I'm born. He adopts. He adopts me. Gives me my name. So growing up in Belton until age of ten. And siblings. Yeah, I got a little brother. Okay. Um, actually, got one little brother, one half little brother, and one half little sister. Okay. But then again, blah blah blah. <laughs> but but w- when you're putting the needle on the record, are they all in the, under the same roof? Or yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. But the half the half one and the half sister are from my stepmom later okay. as we go down the life channel. Sure. Um, so things are going, you know, living life in Belton, 10 years old, you know, and they were young too. So a lot of fighting in the house. I mean, a lot, also a lot of partying too. So, I mean, I grew up around dr- drugs and alcohol and stuff. I mean, so, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was, no, I mean, no, it was, no effort to hide. No, no, no. And there'd be things, things said like in, no disrespect. They were young people raising yeah. a kid in the eighties. Yeah. So they were fresh out of high school. So oh, it would damn. be like if you took the people from Days Confused and made them all parents mm. right after that night of the senior night of right. the Moon Tower, going to get Aerosmith tickets. Yeah, going to get Aerosmith tickets, and they're coming home to their two sons. Yeah. Or That's or there's or there's a car seat on the exactly, way to get on Aerosmith the way exactly or, and you're then you're going to Aerosmith too, yeah. or so. Right. That's when I saw that movie, I was like, well, shit, that's it's <laughs> my parents and all her friends. I mean, I've I've lived that life. Hey, Slater, give me drugs. Yeah, exactly. Get him from your mother. Man. Yeah, I mean, so 
Uh, so when 10 years old, uh, they decided to get a divorce and everything. And then that's when my mom uh, started the downward spiral uh, into drugs and alcohol. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pretty bad. Um, she's still around? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but she, she's tw- 28 years sober. Good for her. Yeah, 28. I want it maybe even 30. Okay. I've... I hate to say that I've lost count. I really do, Dude. but it's it's she's now it's to the point where it's it's just normal life yeah. now, and which is even better, even better. So, yeah, she started down that path, and it it went bad quick. I mean, really? Yeah, it just me and my brother at home all the time by ourselves because she was out at the bar, okay, just doing her thing. I mean, and stepdad or dad was he was he had moved out, so he didn't really know what was he knew. When he would pick us up on the weekends, and we'd go do a couple things, and we would say stuff, but we wouldn't really say stuff because we it, it was just a weird trying like, to like protect information, protect and... information. Didn't know if he even wanted us because <laughs> it was a classic movie scene. He uh, we're across the street playing with our friends, having a good day, sunny, and no, we never noticed him packing all of his stuff in the back of the truck, and then. Uh, <laughs> Then he's gone? Just gone. Holy shit. Yeah. And we get called. I laugh about it now because I'm like, man, fuck that. <laughs> like, yo, man, what? What? Yeah. Now, I mean, I've got three kids, so it's like, no. You don't, you don't to, do to, yeah. you No, know, you don't get to choose just to be like, all right, I'm out. This Not being a dad anymore. This isn't a job at Wendy's, man. You got to like, no. you got to come every day. Fuck and you. Make fuck the fries. you. You're yeah. cool. I'm out. Like, no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. we get called over. Me and your dad are breaking up. Blah blah. My brother goes, Pfft. and but at that age too, I, I guess seeing what I've seen, I kind of already started getting a hard, crusty core and everything, like on the outer edge. Like, all right, well, fuck him, you know. Life and, sucks. Yeah, life sucks. This is gonna suck. We'll see what you're, we'll see what you're, happens. You're like ten. Yeah, ten. Okay, uh, getting ready to be eleven. So, and then my mom starts down the downhill and, um, what do you think, um, was going on for her that led her to, oh, just life. Yeah. Young mom, marriage going to shit, party, wanting to party. It's fucking hard, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, the drugs, drugs and alcohol, they were more than me and my, me and my brother. So that's got to feel good. For a long time, <laughs> I'm being facetious. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's good chunks of my life that if we might get into that, uh, you know, there was anger that I directed outwards because of all that. Okay. I mean, and I realize that, and I've had to come to terms, obviously. And like I said, now she's sober, right? So, and she knows it's also like one of those things too. She knows even at, even with this much time, you fuck up. You're never seeing any of this. This, you know, the the life I've built with the family, one sip, one one toke, one nut of any kind of drugs or alcohol, you're done. And she's I'm, but she's in the fold right now. She has relationships with oh, yeah. her kids. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. Gets everybody, along with your kid's every, mom and yep. everybody loves her and everything. So but, but you know, and some people say, Well, that's a that's a harsh way to so you you're you're saying it you she'd be out. You'd cut her off. Oh yeah. Yeah, see, that was one thing uh, growing up. Sorry. You're uh, good. Growing up, and, um, you know, some might watch this and be like, damn. I just, at a young age, I had to I had to have that switch 
and it to that, protect yourself. Yeah, like, and it didn't matter to her anybody. Like, I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If I love you, I love you. But if you, if you fuck me over, or do something, it's we're done. We're just, I'm not. I don't have that time. Like my life's moving forward at yeah. a rapid pace at a very young age. I mean, I've the kids don't know much about my past and everything. But I mean, ten years old, come home then twelve years old. Well, no, 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 not that yet. About eleven, eleven and a half. Some strange dude and my mom are snorting shit off of a mirror, and I'm like, "You have that memory oh, wired yeah. too." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Who the fuck's this?" I'm like, "Who the fuck are you?" He and, said that. Yeah, and my mom's like, oh. "Next weekend we're moving in with my dad," and I mean, he's stepping without up. without her. Yeah, without her. Yeah, she was <laughs> cut out of the pic. I mean, not cut out of the picture. We tried to make it work. She moved in with this party family, and it just. It, it, Time started going, and I just was. I kept like, man, I don't. My brother, her, and my brother have a sp- had a special bond, and kind of still do. Going back to childhood, the, yeah, and that you didn't have. Well, I did, but I also just that I'm now I'm guarded. Now I'm you're out here, you're out here. So, uh, you know, it just time kept going on, and then she, um, I mean, how about thirteen? We were living in. Because we moved from Belton with her, then we moved to Raytown, over by Raytown South, in a little bitty-ass house. It was a one-bedroom house. A bedroom, there was a bathroom off the bedroom, a little living room, and a kitchen, but a huge-ass backyard. Nice. So that was pretty fun. You just kicked the soccer ball around, play football. Yeah. You know, and we were also across the street from Raytown South High School. Okay. So a couple times, <clears throat> I just walked over in the summer. And Bud Lathrop was having basketball camps, and I got to just go into the camp for free because I was just a neighborhood kid with a basketball, and he was like, come on in. So, yeah, that was the two summers we lived there. I got okay. to do that. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, pretty good. Everything's – she's doing that. And then, yeah, around 12, 12 and a half, she's like, I'm going to move out to um, uh, Colorado with some friends and my dad's just like yeah okay whatever <laughs> and, send us a postcard yeah and, and or me, don't yeah my, my brother yeah whatever because i mean my dad at this point was doing everything she was yeah it was you know the classic stuff i'll be over this weekend doesn't show up oh so, so i mean it got very quickly it was like yeah yeah it's heavy man yeah so this dude is not is he is he your brother's father, bio yeah, father? Okay, yeah. okay, right. Yeah. So he's raising his bio son and his adopted son mm-hmm. solo. Yeah. For until you guys graduate or no. Well, yes and no. We uh we bounce around Kansas City uh a bunch of places too. Dude, huh? it's remarkable that you have a head on your shoulders. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, because it life only gets worse for me too. because <laughs> <laughs> we get into uh Ruskin. Oh man! And this is this is the mid mid late eighties, and uh, like Crips and Bloods are starting to move in. Dude, uh, let me. I had a, a line cook working for me that grew up in Ruskin and went to and and um, so it it came up like it being a rough area. One yeah. time, we're just bullshitting on those a downtime. There wasn't a lot of tickets hanging, and uh, he said something about like what it was like and how it was rough and the partying and the drugs and. Um, he goes, why do you think my teeth are like this? And I was like, what? And he like 
gave me a full tooth smile and it was just like shades shades of gray and rotten i was like what what is that and he goes meth is a very powerful powerful drug and i was like you've you've done meth he's like i've done so much meth i was like oh my god yeah Okay. I didn't live in no meth time. It was, it was, I say this proudly and almost better. It was more crack. So, okay. Shit. All right. All right. <laughs> That's more respectful. You were classier. Meth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because uh, we, we were living in Grandview and I was going to Grandview East, which was kind of an upper, upper year school and all that. And I was definitely an outcast there. Uh, the white skater kid that listened to punk and hip hop when everybody was listening to, you know, boy bands. And, sure. And uh, or metal, it was all hair metal. That that was, I've always through my life have had run-ins with hair metal people. Sure, it's it's always been the, the little factor. Them and cowboys. Okay. Them and cowboys. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but so, we moved to Ruskin, and I remember getting ready to go to Smith Hale the last day at school. Uh, they're like, oh, you're gonna get your ass kicked. You're g- they hate white people over there. I mean, you're not even gonna be able to go to the bathroom. It's gonna be so bad for you. And I'm Thanks like, for the confidence. Yeah, I'm like, shit. What the hell? At first, it was not bad living over there. I mean, met a couple homies, but then a couple other homies moved in the neighborhood, and they didn't like that I was the white kid that went to school there. And for like, man, about an eight month run, life was. Life was interesting. Fights? Oh, yeah. I fought my way on the bus, fought my way off the bus. And the bus my... driver's doing what? Well, yeah. <laughs> fought my way uh, at Smoking. the bus stop. Yeah, at the bus stop. I mean, Jesus. constant threats. I'll, you mean, maybe the time is low. I mean, when you're that young, it could only have been a month, two months, and it felt like forever. Until <laughs> until uh, homie next locker next door to me, uh, he was, let's see. Smith Hill was sixth, seventh, eighth. Yeah, so he was an eighth grader. I was a seventh grader. Uh, Jerry Curl, homie, beeper, looking good. He had seen, you know, just looked. I was disheveled because I just got fucked fucked with on the bus again. God damn it! Yeah, so I was disheveled. Asked me what was going on. Blah blah blah. Want to make some extra money? I'm like, yeah. We were talking about where we live, and he just lived like three blocks down the street from okay. me. Okay. He's like, well, do you have like a bike or something? I was like, <laughs> I got my skateboard. He's like, yep. So met him over at this house one day, and it was literally this: take this backpack down a few blocks to that house, get that backpack, bring it back. We'll hook you up, fifty bucks each time. And so, <laughs> nobody ever fucked with you while you're oh, transporting no. backpacks. No, because once once that happened. Nobody fucked with me anymore. Oh, you're protected. Yeah. I mean, and they all had blue rags. So it was, there was no joke. Like at that point, it became. People are strapped and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're what? You're how old? The seventh grade. So yeah, homie, homie next to me had a gun in the locker. I mean, this is Smith Ale 1988. Yeah. You're fucking kidding me. Yeah, it was no joke. Like, it was no joke. Like, how much awareness do you think administrators and staff had that people had? pieces in their locker oh you know i would hope they had none no uh, just because plausible deniability but dude that place it was it was fucking crazy it It, sounds like it it there was the fights the fights i saw how long have you been wearing glasses uh oh just years now here when i became adult okay yeah so So you never have to deal with no 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 i was i was always no glasses okay. and all that. Okay. So, but I I didn't get. I've had to try to 
avoid as many fights if I had to. Because I knew I'm I was I'm bigger now, but I was when I was growing up, I was skinny. Like 120, 130 yeah. when I graduated high school. Yeah. Or I not really graduated, ended high school. Right. And so uh Did you drop out? Yeah, GED. GED. Yeah. Back yeah. then or later? No, back then. Okay. I just was like this, I'm done with this place. Like bullshit. Beca- because of the social safety. Uh, yeah, because, well well, we had moved. See, all the, we're Smith Hale. It's getting crazy. Uh, my dad's noticing that I'm getting. I've got four or five skateboard decks, and those are like sixty-five bucks a pop. And he's like, "Where are you getting these?" Oh, uh, well, uh, I'm just doing some side work. And then my brother rats me out. No. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of many times, my brother just. <laughs> are you guys tight today? No, no, oh. no. We have no relationship. Is he? here yeah okay we don't kids don't know him no way yeah we don't have he but he's burnt me that was like one of fuck when we were young i woke up christmas morning with the light you know how when you're sleeping you can feel the light on on your lids it's like four in the morning i wake up in our bedroom i look over oh boy had just fucking opened all our christmas presents hey look we got a right there my dad boom what the fuck's going on I'm a little kid trying to explain. I had nothing to do with this. Yeah, he's he was yeah. aware of what Christmas morning is supposed to look yeah. like, though. Why would he? He couldn't wait. Okay, he all just, right. You all know, right. he could. So no, we don't have any relationship. So yeah, he ratted me out. So uh, my dad started the process. We moved then, and then he. Uh, wait, did you move because you you got ratted out, and your dad knew that you were. Yeah, moving backpacks. Yeah, exactly. He was like, "I'm, we're done with this." Right. I mean, plus, got... well, then, it, then shit started kind of happening in the on my block and everything. With a n- couple new kids moved in and didn't like what I was doing, and so they had uh, they had threatened my brother and kind of roughed him up, and then because of what you were doing, yeah, because they were jealous and also well, why is the why is this white boy get to make this kind of money from these homies we should be able to because they also wanted to part- Fucking figure your own shit out well man. they wanted to start running their own shit too okay. so Jesus. and i lived on their block i didn't live down on that block so they didn't like that i lived on that block compared to that block and i'm making that block money yeah wow <laughs> good street politics yeah very i mean very <laughs> i laugh about it now and i just I do what I do now to make sure my kids don't have to grow up like this where they don't have to, because there was a lot of times I could have just fucking broke down and cried. I mean, people would hear this and be like, damn, that's, and that was only the beginning. I mean, there's the whole, my whole twenties too, being in the game and doing shit like that. And that's like when outcast came on, when we get to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's you, why those resonate so much of knowing what those guys were going through and yeah. living in the hood. And, and so, so your brother rats you out, you guys move. Yeah. We moved to, uh, Belvedere, South Grandview, oh. for about one more school year, and uh, then my dad gets a job in South Dakota and moves us up there. No shit. Yeah, fucking culture shock. Like, tell me, um, it's Rapid Where? City, South okay. Dakota. So over on the east side or the west side, uh, Black Hills. Okay. He gets a job in Deadwood, and this is right after they stopped uh, wrapped up filming for Dances with Wolves. So uh, June nineteen ninety. Cool. We're moving up there. When you're 15 and you're getting ready to go to high school, not cool. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. As a Dances with Wolves fans, me too. Cool, amazing movie, and I can pick, I can show you tons of people that I either knew, I've met, or I went to high school with. Oh yeah, the Indians in that one, yeah. 
I went to high school with a, a bunch that were in that movie as extras and stuff. Okay. Um, the young kid, uh, the smiley one that uh, smiles a lot, smiles a lot. Yeah. yeah, he was from my high school no too. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so he, yeah, he saw what was going on and kind of see where I was starting to go. So he was thought, well, I'll just move. It. We'll move to the South Dakota. It's smaller. It's slower. How, how did he choose? Uh, a friend of our, a friend of the family had lived lived up there. Okay. And they were. It was a woman, and they had been communicating and building a relationship. I found that out later. <laughs> <laughs> South like, Dakota wasn't so random. Huh? No, exactly. Because we came, me, we came back from a, a trip with my grandparents, and we get back. His to, his parents? Uh, no, my mom's parents. Okay, uh, when they were still alive, and uh, he's like, "Hey, got to tell." And I'm walked in the house and or the apartment, and it's all starting to get packed up. I'm like, "What the hell." Moving again. This this time you noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, so where are we going now? And he goes, well, I got an opportunity to move to South Dakota. I'm like, what? I'm like, where the fuck's that? <laughs> I mean, I knew how to get to Bannister Mall. I knew how to get to Ward Parkway Mall. Right. I didn't know where the fuck Can- or South Dakota was. I'm like, is that Canada? Well, no, it's just North Dakota. I'm like, yeah. You're so- not paying attention very much in social studies nah, or geography. No. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I knew where it was, but I did, you yeah, know, it yeah. just was like Mount Rushmore. Where, yeah, that place. <laughs> that was like I, when I remember going up there, and it was literally that moment from uh, vacation. Clark, don't you want to see the Grand Canyon? Okay, let's go. I'm like, we took a drive that long up here for that. That's it. Just looked at it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Wow. And it's different now. Now it's more interactive because it was still old school, like original. It okay. Was, when we went up there in '90. It was still the original, like the visitor center at the top uh, was the newest thing they had built. And you couldn't get in anywhere near as close as you can now. Oh. Yeah, I guess now you can get almost all the way down to the base of the mountain and look straight up. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, it's, and they also charge now too. It was all free. No kidding. Back then, yeah. They, they charge parking, I believe, now. Sure. So. Got to have revenue somehow. Yeah, so he moves this up there thinking, yep, I've, now it's South Dakota, small town. No trouble up here, and I met the right people, and yeah, it was, I mean, it was fun. It was a good thing we moved up you, there. You met the right people? Yeah, like, I mean, for just... To start your game again? Yeah, I mean, okay. kind of, but okay. high school was pretty chill, though. All right. I mean, high school is just high school. I mean, I didn't, tried to play some sports, skateboard, hung out, didn't really even drink or do anything. Okay. Yeah, it was, high school slowed down a lot, but... Meeting people through high school, then as soon as high school was over, then it seemed to just ramp up and everything. Like, one guy got to connect down in Denver. Another guy got to connect down in Denver. Oh, I got a guy in Denver. Because we were closest to Denver, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a big city. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it's Colorado, so, you know, like you're saying, college, you went there. So, yeah, then it just, I mean, hell, then it kind of snowballed. I mean, I would work, but also sell weed sell weed sell weed you know enough yeah. to pay for the apartment sure. food and yeah. free weed yeah <laughs> so and then ended up having a baby you know Haley simone which she's amazing kind of slowed down but you know it was also i'm 20 20 years old 21 years old didn't no college you know high school education you know what i uh, bus tables, a host, there'll be a dishwasher. But you that's know, where you I'm, go. I mean, yep, I'm at a party and I'm a, I can sell weed. Come on, man. Yeah, I <laughs> I, uh, I I texted this kid 
who cooked for me uh, ten years ago or so, uh, right before you got here, uh-huh. uh, to say like you know, because I'm trying to get stuff scheduled, like mm-hmm. you know, um, and I I texted him. He he's he's not like one of these kids that like always on their phone but you text them and it's like yeah. three <laughs> days to respond it's like what do you do? i don't understand anyway i texted him and i was like hey man you know want to get you on the books and i put my phone away and i thought he's probably he probably closed last night and yeah. he's gonna oh. sleep until three fifteen, and maybe have enough time to shower before he goes, he goes in and closes in. i yeah. was like oh. i fucking hated that hated life the restaurant yeah when i when i was done with it I was done with it. There was, you know, and how some people are like, well, I, I can always go back. No, I've, I've gone, never. Gone I've gone back, back twice. Oh. And this job that I've had for the last eight and a half years, uh, I always say it was my third, third and final time uh-huh. getting out. And if I have to, of course I will, but I'll, I'll exhaust a lot of other options before. Yeah. Anyway. I'm, yeah, I was done. I was done when it, when it all finally, yeah, work in restaurants and just, I mean, yeah, just, and just living life at the, in 20s. I mean, shit. So, 2021. 20, you're, so, uh, man, uh, Tony Hawk was on the Honeydew podcast Tuesday mm-hmm. of this week. Um, and that, shout out to Ryan Sickler, that is like my favorite because it's just like this. Uh-huh. It's two dudes at a table with a microphone or, or, or a guy and a girl, or whatever. Yeah. And they're just talking about what? shit. Yeah. He, so he had Tony Hawk on a huh. uh, really good episode. Um, and I've, I've seen him like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, um, when I am fucking around with TikTok, I'll see he'll, he like cruises around yeah. and he'll, do a kick flip, do a kick flip. And yep. then he like gives the kids a board. Yep. Yeah, him and uh, a couple other ones. Eric Costin, I, him and Costin, I think are the ones that started it. But okay. yeah, do a kickflip yeah. and everything. But uh, he, um, you should totally listen yeah, to looked, or watch looked, that episode because yeah. he had he had it. He it was not easy. I mean, he no. like, um, you know, was whatever. Just I mean, paycheck to paycheck for a lot of years, and and had well, had a family young. Yeah, went high. I mean, had the height of it in the '80s with the Bones Brigade, and yeah. then skateboarding kind of just, yeah. especially vert skating, just yep. whoomp, yeah, the bottom dropped. But out. he like he broke his fucking pelvis, mm-hmm. um, and fractured his skull. Like you can see, he talks about stiffness in his neck. You can see like just talking that there's. A well, lot I can of... see it. I follow him on Instagram. Okay, and okay. He'll post stuff uh, like him on the ramp, and there's I can see how stiff he is compared to younger he was more flexible and just his rotations look stiffer yeah and everything and i mean by no means am i no tony hawk right but just as watching him for my whole life i mean growing up knowing who so you are a, a big fan oh okay. yeah okay oh cool. yeah cool. i mean i bones brigade yeah I, mean, I from video one to search for animal chin uh, public domain i mean yeah growing seeing his ramp uh he had a full half pipe that went into a bowl and then off the bowl, it was a big uh, roll-in back into the half pipe. And I want to say even then it went up to a spine and down to a mini ramp and then back into the full half pipe. Like on his property? Yeah, on his Fuck. property. That's so awesome. that, back then, you know, that was a $10,000 ramp right. easily. Right. Easily. I mean, hell, now even a $50,000 ramp. Yeah. But, yeah, he's – I've always – and he took 
well, he took he's the Michael Jordan of skateboarding. He made it the mainstream and given the guys now who are millionaires now for skateboarding. Yeah. It's because of partly because of him. I mean the other there's other guys, but he is the big one. Well, I feel like um I mean, I had a skateboard. Actually, I mean, I still do, but um, I was too timid to do much beyond just riding around the street, driveway. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever really try. So I, I, I wound up sort of having this, um, this, this idea that you know, if you're if you are somebody that's into that, like you're you're hard and you're like maybe a little scarier. And dangerous than I so I always Tony Hawk has always been a name that's on my brain but here in the last you know I don't know four or five years whenever I see him on something I'm like he's a fucking amazing human being I feel like like yeah. just good top to bottom you know not without flaws of course but oh, he yeah. just seems so fucking solid I just, well and yeah, he's genuine I think yeah, you just yeah. see it you see it in him he doesn't I mean obviously we don't know everybody for everything uh, but he just you can tell he loves skateboarding. Yep. He loves being the ambassador of skateboarding. He doesn't, you know, uh, he just, and he wants, he, he wants to promote it in a good way. I mean, not that there's any bad, in my opinion, any bad <laughs> ways of promoting skateboarding, but, uh, he just, you know, I, I realized my position even at 50 or yeah, 50 something years old. He realizes he's still the main corporate logo, you know, Tony yeah. Hawk. That's, yeah. the, that's who it is. So, I mean, He's, I mean, yeah, kudos to him. And, and given the other guys, too, like a podcast I watch and listen to, The Nine Club. Okay. You know, it's th- and it, uh, it's got um, one, two, three, four skaters on there, and then a, one guy, Steezus, uh, from Kansas City is on there, too. Uh, uh, on YouTube? Yeah, okay. YouTube. Yeah, and it's just they bring skaters on. They talk nice. about new videos. But, I mean, and it's a two, two-and-a-half-hour podcast. I one, mean, one episode a week? Well, yeah, one okay. episode a week. And, How uh, much talking over is happening and with four no they're pretty good nice they're, yeah they've, nice. they've tightened up really well okay. you know they've got off off scene people too helping out with that I, too I, yeah and they've, yeah. they've got the one host and the two then you've got your two main uh-huh. kind of guys uh-huh. and then the other two over here so everybody really blends in so there isn't a lot of talking over so that that gets annoying i mean it, people, dude, ooh, ooh, yeah yeah yelling and stuff uh-huh. so when you're 10 and uh, you i think you said 10 and you you're given the the privilege to put the vinyl on the record yeah. in the party house. What what are they listening to? Then? Oh well, I mean <clears throat> everything: Zeppelin, Santana, uh, Jethro Tull. Uh, oh, I mean Beatles, of course. Uh, McCartney, uh, like I mean, Wings and shit. Wings, yes. Okay. Uh, Stevie Wonder. Fucking sounds Stevie like Nicks. sounds like a party I want to oh, go yeah. to. There was, I mean, albums upon. I mean, all the all of them. I mean, Frank where, Zappa, I mean, oh. it was, it, and I got to, you know, and I learned really quick what was, you know, we listened to music so much that I learned how to become kind of a, a good DJ and knowing how to, Blend you don't one put, song into the yeah. next. Well, not so much the blending, but, no, 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 uh, but album like, to album. Yeah. You're not going to go Zeppelin 4 to, you know, I don't know, a, a real soft one. Yeah. You, you know, you're yeah. going to go maybe... It's you're like making go a playlist Peppers or a mixtape. Exactly. You're going to go Sergeant Peppers into Zeppelin 4. Nice. Into, okay, maybe you want to slow it down. Well, let's go to Fleetwood Mac after that. Okay, yeah. Slow it, but not too much. Where is all that vinyl? You know, I wish I knew. Fuck. I wish I knew. They've got a... Somebody wound up with yeah, it, and they're I like, mean, 
Yeah, I don't really know. Just well, I, I have it so now. Good. It was and through all that, they had a friend, uh, a good friend that started a band and a local band called the Rainmakers. Yeah. Uh, so we know the bass. I know the bass player. Okay. And grew and so going to concerts. There used to be. Uh, free concerts in the park here yeah. in the 80s yeah. at Brush Creek, different parks around the city. Yep. And so we went to all of those, too. Chick as, Korea. As, as a, a family. Park. As a family, okay. yeah. And, I mean, you know, I get there. It's not a park. It's just a field. But we were allowed to just go, well, go run. Yeah. Have okay. fun. Yeah. You know, nowadays. We're going to smoke bad hits. Exactly. <laughs> going to hit hitties, joint. Yeah. I had to help carry the cooler, sure, you know, the sure. old metal Coleman cooler. Yeah. That just, no you, wheels. No wheels. Weighs 50, 60 pounds. Handles just ripping your hands. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Stop dragging it. You're the adult. Why are you not carrying this? Yeah, no shit. Because I got a drink in Yeah, I've got a big beer in my hand. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I've got Can't you see? My cut off jean shorts. Right? Like, way too short. Yeah. Oh, um, glad we never go back to that those days. So, all right. So, you're sort of baptized into what they're listening to. Yeah. At around 10. Oh, well, even earlier. 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 I mean, yeah, my whole life. Well, I mean, we would even, uh, I remember, I, I do have the memory uh, of the day Lennon was shot. We were on our way down to our grandparents, either on our way down or on our way back up when it came over the radio. And I remember my parents getting just upset. Just, I was like, wow. what the hell? Then they told me, and I remember it kind of upsetting me too, because I understood who the Beatles yeah. were. Yeah. I mean, I understood. I think I was I watching. I mon- at the Sgt. Pepper's album cover for hours, just looking at all those faces. Yeah. And then the Let It Be album cover, just looking at those. Because growing up, the Beatles, I mean, it, it's the Beatles. I mean, I, and That's, I know I've got a friend that hates That ma- makes me think of that uh, Farley skit from SNL where he's in the elevator with Paul McCartney's. And he's like, hey, you remember that? Remember the Beatles? That was, that was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I was watching, I feel like it was kind of infamously announced by like Howard Cosell or something on Monday Night yeah. Football. Yeah. I feel like I was tuned in for yeah. that game. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I imagine like, I mean, is it always music is just playing in the house or yeah. do you ever like venture into this lane of going into your room and listening alone or yeah. are you are you, do you have a walkman on when you're skating well not boom boxes okay always i got a young age got a red small the mini red small and dual tape oh had to have yeah got to have cuz i got to record yeah I, and see that's when the whole napster thing came around <laughs> I mean, I love my Spotify. I love it. But I'm like, well, I've been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Play Pause. Yeah. Play Pause Record. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. All right. There's that song. Yep. All right. There's, ooh, I cut the DJ off. Yes. Now it goes straight into Tape, the song. When you're taping from the radio. Ta- you mean? Taping yeah. it from the radio. Yeah. Yep. And then it, and get the perfect fade pause. Oh, man. It was a skill. I, I, mean, uh, I was sitting down in Pittsburgh State um, and. I don't know if I was dubbing a cassette or something, but there was there was a brother that hang. There was a bunch of people hanging out, and uh, I I think he I think he was present in the moment because he was moving something, uh-huh. and I was like doing that play pause stop you know and 
quick rewind da, 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 but using all all my fingers yeah and i, I wasn't even really looking because it was muscle memory i've done it. at that point yeah and he was like look at this motherfucker right you play the guitar or something i was like <laughs> i mean i've always dreamed of playing the guitar because i thought it would get me a lot oh, of shit. a lot of yeah. sex yeah but this is, I, this is I, yeah that's all i got yeah that's all i got here yeah me too well that's like uh aaron the ex-wife she'll be like you love music so much but you have a horrible voice, and you can't play any instruments. I'm like, I, I know, I know, but I would this be. Is, I was meant to consume I, it, consume you know? it, I not mean, to create it. Nope. I mean, I, I wish I would have figured out how to get into the industry somehow, yeah. Like uh, agent wise or something, or a manager or promoter, something, something like that. But that it wasn't in the cards. All right, so you got so you you, you kind of go from the the family's stereo system yeah, to so, boombox and all. Yeah. So and then. Because they would have the parties, but also there'd be some nights they're doing something. Kids, get out of here. Go to your room. Mm -hmm. You can stay up as late as you want. So I'm listening to the radio. So that's when I'm discovering Prince and David and more David Bowie. And I mean, all the 80s stuff, the cars. I mean, also. Dude, that first Cars album. So fucking amazing. Sick. Amazing. I'm a, I'm a, I was growing up a huge Michael Jackson fan. Yeah. So the Thriller album was huge. Mm -hmm. Purple Rain was huge. Yeah. And, you know, and then. Uh, and then you know MTV started, and just seeing all that stuff and the whatever was on the radio mid '80s, I was listening to even Wham. I mean everything because every, I was just consuming all of it because it just was a natural feel to consume any and all music I could, and never no country or right. It was just all rock yeah. or uh, you know R and B, Lionel Richie, uh, everybody. So and I was allowed to too. There was freedom of just. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I got a. Uh, I got. I want to ride my bicycle album for Christmas one year. Queen uh, got the Rainmakers album. I want to say one year. The big one was uh, Run DMC Raising Hell. Okay. I asked. I asked for that for a year straight. And then they're like, the only reason you want this is so you can say Raising. I was like, no, no. This is no. I already have a pair of laceless Adidas. Exactly. I need, now I need the record yeah, to go with. I mean, come on, guys. You see what. Because also I'd started breakdancing too. Nice. Breakdancing. I'd seen, um, you know, Beat Street and Breakin'. And, you know, at a young age, once I started hearing hip hop, I really went to that. Because okay. it yeah. just, it was mine too. Punk was a little older than I was. I loved punk music and I loved the raw, just three chords as fast as you can, screaming, just energy. And yeah. it was anti what my parents were listening to. Yeah. So, yeah. At a young age, I, I figured, I love that stuff, but this I really love, and this is mine. So when I found hip-hop and, and that, it was even more, because, you know... Well, is there a, an initial ex memory or experience? Uh, of... There was uh, Rock Me Amadeus. Oh, wow. Falco? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, just the beats. I don't know why um, this is making... But there noise. was a, a DJ, uh, the Herbie, Herbie Hancock... Um, Rocket? Rocket. Dun, dun. Dun. And that video with yeah. like the mannequin legs kicking. And it just, the beats of it and So that led me to African Bambada and just that The whole start and then breaking And Beat Street So I, I started learning how to break dance And just, or, I mean just teach myself And listen to the music over and over And this over. This is like 15, 16 No, no, this is 80 This is when I'm young. Okay. Fourth, fifth grade Third, fourth, fifth grade yeah, wearing yellow Chuck uh, yellow Chuck Taylors, nice parachute pants. Oh yeah, uh, did a did a talent show to Rock Me Amadeus. Oh wow! So 
yeah, I mean, I had that. It was so weird. It was my, my whole life. It was like I was I had two separate things going on. It was just you know I had a, I loved breakdancing and doing. I mean, to the point I remember throwing cardboard down I was, in front of 7-Eleven. I've been wanting to ask, did you yeah. have a piece that you oh, carried yeah. around? Yeah, the 7-Eleven and a belt, and we rode our bikes up there, me and a buddy, and threw it down, boombox. Get the did, fuck yeah. out of here. Because we saw it we God, saw I it wish breaking. there was some footage of that. Oh, God. The video camera they had to have was, was yeah. huge. Yeah. I, can, I can't carry this and the cooler. Yeah, exactly. It's too heavy. It's too heavy. Come on, man. No GoPros, no right. cell phones. But, uh, yeah, it was just so... And I remember my dad, he did not like hip-hop and rap. It's a fad. It's a fad. Nope. Nope. I mean, he wasn't a kid. He just was like, I don't. why do you want to listen to this? Right. How do, how do you, a white kid in Belton, relate to any yeah. of this? Well, then, as my it's life. It's hard out here on these Belton streets, exactly, Dad. What yeah, are you talking come about? Come on. And even then, it wasn't really relating to it. It was the beats. I just loved yeah. the sampling and the DJ and. And then I start found breakdancing. Then I found graffiti. I never, but just the artwork and and then the culture and the dress and I mean it's it's and then added the skateboard into it. And then those two kind of as late as life kind of went down in years in the '90s, those two kind of merged and have been kind of hand in hand since. For you, for yeah, well, just also a lot okay. of people okay. too in the industries too, hip hop and skateboarding, you know, because you know with Eminem and other white rappers. It's been kind of, you know, all right, we don't care. Just yeah. come on in. If you love hip-hop, we love hip-hop. And then skateboarding, too. So Man, I, I used to, so I, I, I babysat a little bit, but, you know, cutting grass yeah. with, and then a, a job. But I would ride my bike, you know, and spend all of my money at the music store and ride home with a, a plastic bag full of cassettes yeah. smacking the handlebars. And I would sit. There's a... There's a picture uh, in, I don't know what year it is, one of my yearbooks where I'm at the desk in my room. I'm surround, I have a wall of tapes. Nice. Mute posters, and I'm reading liner notes. Yeah. And, and that was what I would do. I would read liner notes and stare at the, cal- the, the art, you know, that Sergeant Pepper's art mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and I remember when I bought Sex Packets. Digital underground, underground, yes. And I was like, I don't understand why they're crediting all these other authors in these. Like, I just couldn't understand it. And I think my cousin eventually was like, "They're they're sampling from older records." And I was like, "What? I don't I don't get." And then I was like, "Oh shit, man! Like they 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 were one. I know other people were doing. They were the one of the first. Obviously, put me on the Uh grid." It's like, oh wow, that is a whole other take on yeah. an instrument. You, oh yeah, you yeah. Know. The DJ and being able to sample and, and putting a beat together yeah. and having that crowd going and be able—I mean, BC Boys obviously was one of the. I mean, I was listening to other stuff, but one that BC Boys, the Paul Revere's or not Paul Boutique. I'm sorry, Paul, where they you couldn't make that album. The amount the amount of money you would have to pay for all those samples. It would, you'd go bankrupt trying yeah. to put that album together, but the DJ, oh, Public Enemy, listen, growing up and listening to them with uh, Terminator X. Yeah, I mean, the DJ, yeah, that's what started me down it. And then as I started getting older, and life started taking turns towards kind of what rap music was about, yeah. being in the game, and yeah. and mom and dad fucking suck, and life sucks at thirteen, fourteen years old. I have to act like I'm a 21 year old. That's young for that. Exactly. I mean, and 15 and, and have to make life fucking decisions. Like, do I get in the car? Do I trust these three guys 
I've got $1,000 on me. Do I trust these three guys, or am I going to get a shotgun pulled on me? Or am I going to get just Cause, pushed Because they might just want to take your money. They, yeah. Not, not necessarily hurt you, but they want that money. Yeah, or, the uh, money. Yeah, I mean, or hurt me too. They, there's always just, there's some fucked up people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially when you, when you get into that, and I mean, I was without adult and going to, I got pretty deep, but not deep, deep. And I mean, obviously, well, everybody sees the news. I mean, you see what happens during the drug game. That's why there's shootings. There's what, you know, drive-by shootings don't just happen. You know, most of that, most of the shit that happens, there's a reason because of it. And it's the drug game. I yeah. Mean, unfortunately. Yeah. And people can say whatever they want. I mean, about it. it I could even go off. I mean, prison's not the answer for a lot of these right. shit. And there's, if there was opportunities, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, so it was rap music growing up. And then it became, it was life imitating art, art. And, and I knew, I knew and understood even as a white boy. I understood what it was like. I mean, I understood more so than a lot of white boys. Exactly. So it wasn't, you know, and yeah, white America consumed hip hop in the eighties into the nineties. I mean, the biggest sales were always white suburbs and everything. And it was cool. You know, I, I always had and knew the guys. It was just cool. They went home to mom and dad and the lights were always on and everybody was always sober and life was good. The pantry was filled Life was good. They went home to that, but yet in the car, they're rapping about, fuck the police. Yeah. Got it bad because I'm brown. with authority. Exactly. I mean, saying the N-word, I mean, just, and, and feeling like, oh, I know what the struggle's like. I mean, motherfucker, you don't know. No. <laughs> you don't know. Click, 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 click. All right. I guess we're just going to go to sleep in the dark. Uh, you know? Have uh, you talked to mom? No. What are we going to do for dinner? Well, we got some hot dogs or... We're going to have some cereal with some water. <laughs> so, good times right cereal, there. Cereal with water is That's That's when you hit the ghetto. I, I mean, and no disrespect to anybody. Let's pour some water on that shit. Oh, hell yeah. And that, when that line came out, uh, you, the, you knew who had grown yeah. up poor yeah. like and shit like that because they're the ones laughing like, yep, that's a statement I've heard. I have heard that shit before. So... But yeah, so then we moved to South Dakota, get out of high school. You're you're like sixteen ish when you moved. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Fifteen. It was right. right before my fifteenth birthday. I always remember that because it was almost like, okay, parents get divorced at ten. One of those five years, shit happens. Now we're moving up here at fifteen. Okay. I almost was like, well, let's see what the next five years of my life. Nice round numbers for you to yeah, compartmentalize for, yeah. all the. And obviously, I've thought about this at forty six now. I've I've went back and be like, oh, that's kind of fucking crazy. All these had a baby at 20. Oh, well, that seems like shit keep, <laughs> keeps kind of hitting those five-year anniversaries wow. and all that. So uh, get out of high school and... So you meet this this gal? Yeah, we had met in high school. Okay. And just We were a fling and prom night, her her senior prom night. Yeah. For real? Yeah, knocked her up. and Wow. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. All right. All right, well... I'm, all right. See what these next five years. Bring. Yeah, exactly. And then that that was Haley Simone. And you guys, uh, yeah, we we tried to, you know, play teenage kid mom yeah. dad, but shit went real well. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. To the point where it was like, <laughs> Haley ended up moving down here to Kansas City and going to high school down here. And as each year she was in high school, I'm like, one more, one more. One more step closer, I'd never have to talk to her again. It stayed bad? Yeah, well, we just, 
you know, I mean, she was, she was her, and she got hooked up with this guy that her parents didn't approve of. You know, just a bad fellow. Yeah, I mean, just I'm dealing drugs. You know, no no prospects or nothing. So that's that's not on the DL that you're doing. No, no, I mean. How's this guy barely works? You know, how's he got a you know apartment? He's got a nice TV. You know, the only thing I wasn't missing was probably a decked out car, really, because the apartment was pretty nice and everything. It was, Did he have two gold teeth? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, come on, I'm wearing nice shoes and like, yeah, okay. It, so it was, okay, I mean, it wasn't obvious, but it was like, well, something's going on. So yeah, we just became yeah, just so how long were you were all three of you in south dakota after Haley's uh, born three years and then everybody was gone uh i moved first i moved away uh because shit was hitting the fan and i needed to get the I, it was like you're i could have been spending time no like doors kicked in and what yeah like it was yeah people were hot on your trail yeah, well, I'd start at that point. I'd start selling coke and crack, so it was it was like I had moved up to big boy time. And when you get to big boy time in big, a small big city, boy time is big the boy price time, you pay exactly. Yeah. And I, God bless, nah, I can't do prison. Fuck no, no. I'm I'm white for yeah, one, and right. I'm white that hang out with homies. I fucking hate racists. I hate Nazis. I would have died in prison because I wouldn't have fucked fuck fuck you. Fuck white power. Fuck all that shit. I'm not, not, not even for my survival. Right. Like, I'm not doing that. And I've watched that movie, Shot Caller. Nah, oh, man. I haven't seen it. Uh, dude, um, I forget the actor's name. He's a good actor. But Shot Caller. It's on Netflix. Um, gets in a uh, drunk driving accident. Kills his best friend. Has to do a, a five, five years California penitentiary. Well, you got to click up there. Like, so... Had to click up with the Aryan Nation, and then oh, five fuck. years you you got to put work in too. So doing smuggling drugs in through your butt, or there was a big fight, and he had to put work in and got caught on camera stabbing a dude. So they put another five on him, and those five were in like uh, maximum security and shit. Well, then he just moved up the ranks of the Brotherhood. Well. Yeah, you're just gonna have it's to like watch American it. History X shit. Man. Yeah, but it's it's also true though right. too. I mean, it is once you get into the prison system, I mean, you do have to click up, and I mean, it's all about race. And I knew that like, from homies that had gone, and they're just like, dude, <laughs> you, you better be get careful. out of dodge. Yeah, you better be careful. So yeah, shit shit had happened, and I started feeling like, all right, I gotta get. And my mom had moved. My mom was sober at this time, had moved down here to Kansas City. So I was like, hey, can I move? Back, can I move in with you? Well, you know, me and her husband at that time, uh, God rest his soul, David, uh, were, were sober. So she's like, You know, we're sober here. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, pff, <laughs> you don't understand. I need to get the fuck out of here. Meaning, uh, don't bring your party into our sober yeah, home. Like, yeah, no more, no more. I know what you've been doing. You know, oh, not they knew fully, too. Not fully, okay. but she knew I, she knew I dr- party, drank, smoked weed, you know. So she was like, no, you need Can't. to fucking yeah. You move here. You need the slow lane. That's cool. I need. I needed that too. It was like because I was just. I needed a brief pause to be like, okay, whoosh, all right, what's important. So Me. so you leave. Any did any any dangerous details or shadiness follow you, or were you, once no. you were gone, you were. Clean? I got, I I cut out. 
homies, there's people that went went to prison. I mean, quite a few people for different things. I mean, but nothing followed me. <laughs> so uh, Haley and her mom stay. They, yeah, stay for a little bit. She had met a guy she had grown up with, and they'd connected together. He uh, he's like a union um, uh, electrician, like on uh, high voltage lines. So he, he good job. They ended up moving out to Arizona. Okay. So getting away from it too, because she she always her mom always wanted to leave too. She had big dreams of getting out of there and uh, living in the big house and shit like that. So, so they moved to Arizona when yeah. Haley's uh, four, four, four years old. Okay. Yeah, so and are you? in communication are you going to visit or not visit because i had moved down here right communication uh yeah communication because shortly by time there was about a maybe a up to a year nine months to a year where i didn't see haley between four and like five at five and a half ish so and then uh got everything worked out as far as custody and child support and things like that so then she started flying in you know, doing the whole kid on the plane and stuff. So, yeah, she was flying at five years old, five yep. and a half, six years old by herself. She'd come in for summers, and we'd kick it for the summer, come in for Christmas, hang out, go Dude, back. Dude, I, I remember uh, uh, one for sure memory, possibly more, because my sister and I would fly back and forth from Kansas City to Atlanta to see Dad. Uh-huh. And there was for sure once, maybe, maybe twice, uh, he you know like walked us to our seats on the plane oh shit and then you know gone go and then we take and it's like do you you ain't even getting near no. a plane no, if it, you're not a passenger yeah. a ticketed passenger crazy because yeah, this is yeah this is all post 9 yeah, 11 yeah, so yeah, yeah there's the glass door and you're just Ooh. yeah See, i love you yeah you know. Um, those, yeah, those were crazy times. So she's all right so you're here they're down there she's flying in mm-hmm. um is she What's her mindset like when she comes to see us? She looking forward to it. Oh yeah, she, okay. loves, she me and her. She never like harbored resentment for you leaving South Dakota. Oh or... no, no, no. Okay, cool. No, because she didn't. She didn't. She now knows. I mean, now she, I've told her everything. <laughs> I mean, I, she, me and her are best friends too. Nice, in, in a good sense. Not like I. I, I mean, I'll put her. In, I'll tell her, nah. That's stupid. What you're saying or what you're doing is stupid. You need to clean it up. But we're best friends because I just, I was so young and I guess dumb. I raised her like, you know, I talked to her like an adult, you know, at a young age and just started, you know, I didn't. Something to be said for that, man. I shielded some stuff, shielded a lot of stuff from her, didn't smoke in front of her, didn't. But as she was coming up to, we'd party. She'd be around on a Sunday for a Chiefs game. So she'd see everybody drinking. And she just thought, hey, as long as people are doing it responsibly, it's nothing wrong. And so, um, no, there was no resentment because okay. I just talked to her. I was just like, hey, this is the best, you know, plus she was young enough. She was just at that right age where, okay, whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll adapt. Yeah. You know, if she was older, there probably could have been some resentment. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You left me for a year. So they were in Arizona for how long? Oh, I don't. Oh. Man, I well, they live in Michigan now, and I think they moved. Well, Haley moved here. Her freshman year, which would have been 11 years ago, so 2000, no, she lived here when Guinness was born, so 13 years ago, she she decided to move here, okay. So and they, shortly after that, they moved up to, uh, well, they kind of moved around, they went kind of, uh, because he, he would get jobs at where disasters were, 
hurricanes and all that to repair the high mm-hmm. voltage stuff. And so they would kind of just bounce around and everything. And when yeah. she moved up here, did her mom, was her mom, did she resist? Uh, she, no, no. They had been button heads for years. Oh. Because she moved here a freshman year. Since sixth grade, she'd call me like after the summer, like first two, three weeks. She should just come back to live with a- you. After being here. After oh, being, the mom, her yeah, mom. Because Haley's like me. Like she's she's like me. She's a girl version. Better. She's better and smarter. And uh, yeah, so they just started climbing. I mean, so you succeeded as a parent. Yeah, exactly. But make a better version of you mm-hmm. and keep well, them safe and yeah that's, she's that's 26 years old no kids no boyfriend working at a ski resort in uh utah parks park city uh no beaver utah okay, okay. eagle point ski resort interesting and, and living on property barely anything to pay for living there making good money learning how to snowboard living her best life something i wish i mean yeah i had a kid at 20 26 so when she told me she was going to do that i was like yes this is what I've been – why I told you never fucking get pregnant. Never let get a boy to hold you down. Yeah. Like, this is why. I love you, but I, who knows what my life would have been like if she – I mean, in a lot of ways, she helped me because there was always – no matter what I was doing, I always had to be extremely careful because there was her. And I didn't want to lose her. Right. And, and, you know, so decisions to move away – I'm doing this so I don't lose her. I don't want to have to go to prison because knowing her mom, her mom would have like, like petitioned to get all my rights taken away and shit like that. Like your unfit father. Blah. Are, are, are her mom, she and her mom still close or ah, ish? Yeah. Man. But, but you guys don't have to have any interactions anymore. No, she's no, that day of graduation. I was like, whoo, whoo. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> don't call me. Right. Don't call me. Unless there's an emergency, which I'll probably know first, and I'll still have Haley call you because I don't want to talk to you. Right. Like, and so, yeah. So I moved down here and then, yeah, then ended up meeting Aaron and next thing you know, married and then kids and then divorced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was. Uh, and now living back with Aaron. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, I was I was uh, talking to this customer, whatever, four, almost four years ago now, uh, and telling him that that was the direction that we were headed. And he was like, you know, I just was talking to somebody the other day, and we had this realization at the same time that there's, and he's he's our age, uh, you know, it's like, hey, everybody's getting married. Hey, everybody's having kids. Hey, everybody's getting divorced. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. that's so true. It is, it, like. It's and I, I, it's our gener, it's this generation too. I think the younger couples will probably stay together, because I don't know. I think our generation too. It was just such ingrained in our head. That's what we're supposed to. Do. When I moved back, when I moved down here and I got away, and I, I, it was like okay, well I have to do this. Now and I love and respect Aaron, but it was almost like okay, well I found this girl, we're dating, we're living together. Well, the, the, it's what I'm supposed what to you do. do. Okay, let's do it. Right. Not ready for it. Right. I mean, I was 30 years old, but I still wasn't ready for it. Yeah. I mean, because I was still a, I was, I look back, I was a child. I mean, I had to grow up at 10 years old. Well, then as I got older and, you know, you're, how can I say, as I got older, you know, 
I became even more immature too with drinking and partying and just acting a fool and not giving a fuck. Just not, I don't care. Right. (laughs) I mean, like I'll hear. Well, it's the whole Michael Jackson thing. Like you, you, your childhood was, you know, non-existent. So, you know, then later in life, you're, you're trying to restore some of those. Yeah. And like, I've heard Laszlo say, uh, you get to, you get to, like you have two choices. You can retire in your twenties, or you can retire like in your sixties and all that. And I definitely retired in my twenties because I didn't give a fuck. You know, I'm selling weed. I'm making rent. I've got free weed. I'm banging girls. <laughs> I'm you know I'm I'm yeah I'm living almost a rock star life because I'm just able to do whatever I'm wanting to do. You know, and then I move here and I'm like, okay, well, all that's gone. Yeah. <laughs> that. All what that was, and that was some damn good times. Damn good times. A good run of three years of walking into strip clubs and at least two girls I went to high school with. Oh, my God, Josh is here. Oh, what? Oh, oh, hello, ladies. Who the hell's that? I have no idea. I used to be in your English class. Okay, cool. <laughs> Does this mean we're fucking later? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Where's, so where are you going? Free lap dances. <laughs> what, what kind of freakiness? Uh, here's my boys right here. They right. like shit yeah. too. They like titties <laughs> too. Yeah, come on. We don't care. We're not modest. Right. So uh, yeah, moving here. So yeah, get, let's time to get married. You know, and all her friends were getting married too. So yep. it was like, yeah. So and I, you know, I just think we're that generation. We parents saw, we saw a divorce with our parents and all that. So that was literally the only thing, you know, and this isn't a sob story. It's just a fact um, because I tried super hard to like, you know, play detective and match, you know, try to re- get them back together. And it was like even my mom getting married and us moving away. I was like, I can work on this shit from, you know, remotely. Yeah. And then and then they got pregnant. My dad and his new wife, they they, they were pregnant. I was like. Uh, yeah. Fuck. That's okay. Over. But I, I just, I mean, for years, and then you know, then I get into high school, and it's like I'm the go-between yeah. for their fights, and I'm lying Ugh. about, you know, instead of like delivering information, being like, look, you know, now I'm like, uh, I'm working and I'm yeah. paying for my own shit and lying to whoever, mostly my mom, because she, um, just bitter you know like uh, angry often working two jobs you know like this is hard um and uh friends that went through divorces that were getting you know so much more money and child support and so it was always like you know tell your dad he's got to tell you and so i would just handle it and because i know that the thing that needs to be done is done and now i'm eliminating the possibility of listening to you scream and slam the receiver down and be like is my fucking mom talking to my dad and yeah. that's how that conversation trying, goes just trying to ease not rock the boat or but, keep the boat as steady as possible yeah, yeah so i you know um I, I i i landed on this point where um i was like when i grow up mm. i'm gonna get married and i'm gonna have kids and we're gonna be a fucking awesome nuclear family yeah with with none of that bullshit. Yep. So, I mean, what did I? I yeah, I still yeah, had so I, much to figure out that that was just a dumb thing for me to champion, but I championed the shit out of it for a long time. I wanted to be, you know, looking back for me, I've I've figured out. 
I wanted the marriage and all that, but I wanted to be the cool family. Because what was also weird too is we went from not gonna not gonna have any kids. We were okay. Yeah, this what we've got going right here. We can go take trips. We can do whatever. She can have her career. I can have just whatever job I want. You know, uh, I was still you know bartending or waiting tables. I could do that. You know. And then we then we got pregnant with Guinness, and it was like, oh shit, okay. Well, then I was like, well, still we could still be kind of the cool parents and all that. Then got pregnant with Ireland. Her job got more, and then it became more like, this is life. Like this is buckle up. Yeah, this is now you're thirty something. You're now life is making you feel like you're fifty something. Right. And I just I knew I wasn't ready with for it. And you know, shit just, I mean, it just went south. But it was also yeah. like, looking back. I would rather have gone south when it did, and sure. the kids were younger, and then we could get, we could get past our bullshit to where we're at now, where yeah. we can talk, we can, you know, a couple of my friends will give me shit. Oh, you guys are a couple. I'm like, I am no fucking couple. Like, there's the only love I have for her is, now, yeah, because you guys because we got cohabitate yeah, and all that, yeah. And I'm like, the only love I have is that she's the mother of my children, right? I respect her. I respect the hell out of her. I'm there to help her. I want her to be successful because then it shows. First of all, it shows my daughter, a woman that's is, has had some struggles and is successful. And also, we're family. Yeah. You know, I came up from a fucked up family, so if I can give my kids a little stability, even if it's a weird one. Yeah. I mean, but the times we're living in is weird, too. Yeah. I mean, if this is the normal, well, shit, nobody's yelling. There's right. no yelling in right. the house. Other than me yelling at them, like, why are the f- <laughs> it's pick, overflowing? Pick up your socks for yeah, fuck's sake! I mean, didn't I tell you to get in the shower thirty minutes ago? Yeah, I, I'm doing it right now. No, you're not. You're playing a damn game. Let's go, man. Yeah, let's go. So yeah, man. Trying to uh, I th- I thought about this just yesterday. Um, you know, revisit or rehash like how or why shit went south. Um, there was, you know, cause I, I, I hit this point where I was like, I mean, the list of shit that you fucked up is like, yeah, hardbound, you know, it's got to have a podium to sit on cause it's so heavy. And I, my shit's just on a post-it. Like I didn't most of it and and which, you know, that's not whatever level of wrong that it, it, so, but there was a point where, um, uh, like she for a good while like she moved out and then she would come come over for dinner and bedtime initially uh-huh. uh and then you know, that stopped and then it was like a couple times she came over after the kids were asleep to like talk, you know have real real big boy yeah. and big girl talks yeah. you know and uh i i said something point blank and i was just like i mean where have you landed like what where is all this and she goes uh, well, I figured that I uh, talked you into marrying me once, and I don't think I can do it a second time. And I was like, oh, all right. And it was like, in the moment, I was like, I don't even know where to put that. Yeah. But, but then I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, I got to pee. Okay. Uh, do you want a refill? Yeah, sure. Do you want more ice? Uh, yeah, a little all bit. Right. All right. Um. <clears throat> So, somewhere along the lines, we were talking about '96 and outcasts. So, okay, you were so you you had the all of the the toll and the zeppelin, and then uh, rap and hip hop and um, 
getting into breaking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and then just the rest of my life from there, from the beginning, just always listening to rap. I mean, nice. everything. I mean, everything. Everything. If, if watching Yo MTV raps, the the daily version, the weekend version, because I also I also like the dance too. So I would try to learn the dance moves because I also knew, and I'm not stupid here. Dancing brings girls. Right. I can't I can't rap. I can't DJ. I can fucking dance. And I was skinny white boy. Have you, are you are you posting any videos of you dancing oh, on TikTok? Oh, no. see once <laughs> once again, I am glad I'm the generation that there was no video. I right. Mean, not that, I, but. Yeah, I'm no pictures. You have a piece of cardboard in the basement at home. (laughs) Camera. I'll do. I'll do like a move in Ireland. Like, whoa! I'm like, yeah, Dad can still like like a little pop or something. Mm -hmm. Like, oh wow! I'm like, don't know, Dad. Dad won a couple dance contests. Yeah, so yeah, so just dancing and then uh, just listening and just everything. I mean, from from Slick Rick, the NWA to I mean, Two Live Crew to Chub Rock. I mean, I mean, every you you name it from the late '80s into the early the mid '90s, I was listening to it. Like I would sit in class. I remember in high school and make my my top 100 of hip hop artists to be able to just sit there and name a hundred hip hop artists. I and, couldn't do that today. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I probably couldn't nowadays. But just yeah, I mean, Public Enemy. I mean, and just and I would dive deeper. Tribe Called Quest. Well, then yeah. Daylight Soul. They introduced me to Daylight Soul. Introduced me to, and then introduced me to Leaders in New School, which had, uh, which had um, oh, Busta Rhymes in it. You know, and it just everything. Queen Latifah, which introduced me to Nice and Smooth, EPMD, uh, Das Effects, Wow, Redman from that, and then as, as Wu Tang Clan came along, introduced me to everything right i mean it just that's it, a can of worms so oh, right there Wu-Tang, man. yeah that Wu-Tang forever oh, i love them I lo- yeah. and i love that i've taught guinness has really bought into old school 90s hip-hop you know where a lot he can't i tell him he can't play it for his friends just yet or because i mean you know yeah it's i mean but he listens to dre and wu-tang and Eminem. Did he like the super bowl half show half oh he loved show? it yeah he, he loved it just as much as i did and it was cool because Good for them because that was a moment I got to share with him. Right. And if it was McCartney, anybody else, I yeah, it's cool to see him. But right. I'm not sharing this with my right. 13 year old son, and we're both just grinning ear to ear. Like yeah. We're in this. I'm on his level. He's on my level, and I can respect that. I mean, seeing Eminem come out that was awesome. Yeah. So when I when I asked you that day, and you said that first Outcast record, um, <clears throat> at some point, like very shortly after that uh you, you might have changed your mind and said uh Eminem because we we ended up texting um and I was like uh so is it uh Marshall Mathers LP or the Slim Shady LP and you were like one very closely followed by yeah. the other um so he, man he was yeah. He's the greatest. He's the greatest. He's <laughs> Dude. Just, and, so, and, and it was just, once again, art mirroring life, too. I mean, it was a coincidence. His daughter's name is the same name as my oldest daughter. Just a random oh, coincidence. Yeah, Haley. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, shit. And no, not knowing, you know, this white boy obviously is hanging out with nothing but the homies. Right. I, mean, I don't know if he's if he's serving. I don't know what he's doing. But he's, I can relate to literally everything he's saying, in a sense. Baby mama drama. I mean, just... Being fucked up, partying all the time, acting a fool, 
and just I mean now that you say the outcast I would say outcast more because I listen to it later in life the AT aliens and the Quim and I I still listen to on a heavy rotation Dude, I so I mean I, I I pulled up Marshall Mathers and Slim Shady LP mm-hmm. and I was like and I and I listened to him you yeah. know but I was like I'm listening to them for this purpose but I don't think I can rock this no. and and it's not like I still love him and have mad respect for forget about the fact that he's white I mean like the, the you know it's like when we when you first heard hear uh Snoop's flow mm, yes you're like yo yeah and then he comes out with his flavor and just the the intelligence um and and the lines and the the little the little sound effects just mm-hmm. you know well, how quick he is and just he's gotten quicker as as his style now is is getting quicker but the the genius of the word play that he puts together and when you st- when you take time to listen to it you're like holy shit who who thinks of these type of words being able to match and i mean seeing interviews with him and seeing telling people how his mind works of pulling stuff and everything it's it's and then listening watching videos after videos of old school and not so much these kids the kids in the hip hop they're something else but old school like you don't mess with him like he will well what do you what do you mean the kids in the hip hop like the just new hip hop age mm, the, you know yeah. so now it's the new narrative is to hate on him he's too good okay he's too good it's meh. It, whatever it, yeah exactly being perfect is is you know being bad yeah so it's like whatever it, you're doing that because you know you can't hang with him you, you you have to take time and write your lyrics they just don't come right off the yeah. top of your head yeah in a quick same, same way that a stand-up comic you know yeah exactly you're not good if you're not writing yeah however you're writing whether it's pen and paper or on your phone what? but if you heckle them they can come up with that yeah. kill shot yeah. very quickly yeah i mean i remember my haley had said something to me about uh, Machine Gun Kelly, that fool, and <laughs> then I, I heard his I heard his shit on the buzz, him singing and shit, and I called her right away. I go, you know what? There's a winner, and it's called Eminem, because Eminem's never had to fucking pick up a guitar and change his whole thing. I, I, it, I know, it, so he he he's hanging he's, out with Megan Fox. Yeah, well, that's about yeah. That's about all from, I know. He went from like a hardcore rapper to oh, really? pop punk shit, and I'm like, dude. Don't don't speak on Eminem. You had to change your style because he he had said some things about Eminem in a couple shots, and then also said stuff about his daughter, and then Eminem just song after song just really yeah just cut him and cut him and cut him and where people in the industry are like ooh you back off of him right so, um, so the really fascinating thing that occurred to me was the fact that when it, when and I. Um, I I mean I have both of those records on cassette still I believe. Nice. Um, nice. And then I bought. There's an album that's red, and it's I, I want to say it's like curtain, or I I don't know. A fine. Uh, is, it, is there a newer one? No, 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 no. It it it's like curtain call or Curt- something. Yeah, yeah. That's um, like. That's the last. That's the last one I bought because mm-hmm. I, I just it didn't resonate with. Maybe I didn't give it the the. Yeah, he had a he had some couple ones there in the middle that I also too. I just like. Meh. But, it, but point being, I fell off and I never got back on. Mm-hmm. Um, so listening to those first two last night, um, I was like, man, he 
the content of these two records like were for lack of a better word um you know offensive or uh <laughs> yeah. questionable or in, in couldn't make it today well i mean it was uh it, it got labeled and it got the reactions that it did back then for entirely different re- like you, you, you when back when that stuff was coming out you're like oh yeah you're you, like you're not supposed to rap about raping girls and getting, slitting people's throats and well, calling this guy a faggot, I mean, whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. and now, like, there's such a new, like, newer or refined uh, of what's acceptable that, like, <laughs> yeah. there, I mean, there's a bit in uh, near the end um, uh, of, of the Slim Shady LP, I think, where it's it's one of those little in between. Uh-huh. And it's this whole bit of like violent Jay and Shaggy two dope sucking this guy's dick, and yeah, and then yeah, I remember that. It's, yeah. And it's long. Yeah. I, the whole time I'm like, oh my god, and it's got like sound effects, mm-hmm. and then some, the, whoever's on the receiving end of that is like, say my name, and who one of them says Eminem, and it ends the whole. He yep. gets pissed, but that's not. You know, he, he takes another shot elsewhere on one of those records at Insane Clown Posse. Uh, he says something about um, Jennifer Lopez and Sar- whoever she was married to. Sorry, but uh, even if she was my own mom, I'd fuck her and yeah. come inside and have a brother and a son at the same time. She's <laughs> yeah. like, what? Yeah, it's, it's something you can't. Like, I've gone back and listened to him, but like with Guinness, I've had to ease it in. You know, we, we started with Lose Yourself and, you know, a couple other ease it in and just also talking to him. And Guinness did his own research, too. Like, sure. who's this guy? But it's not something you can just go riding around in anymore. Like, you just, like I said, you can't make those albums. The, 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 the domestic abuse, the, the uh, gay slurs, mm-hmm. the, the blatant uh, violence against gays. I mean, and, yeah. women, and women and just, every, just everything. And, it was a snapshot of time too, where we all, good or bad, that's just the way the world was. And I guess my biggest problem with this whole council culture and woke, you can't get rid of history. That's just the way we were. And to say it was good or bad, I, looking back at it now with today's eyes, that's yeah, some bad shit. Then it was what Here, we lived. Here's in. here's my my take on it. Um, if you're like it, it, it's gotten so sideways that you have um, the Dr. Seuss Foundation yeah. deciding they decided to On take own, six yeah. books because that's that's better uh, PR than somebody calling you out and saying you yeah. should do this and then you do it. And then, yeah. um, but, you know, um, there's there's some stuff in a couple of those books that. Uh, you know, depictions of uh, African people, or it's just like mm-hmm. that doesn't look. But one of but the most famous one to me is is because this this particular book is the most known of any of his controversial books, and it's uh, and to say that I saw it on Mulberry Street, and um, it's this whole story of the, I think this boy is like coming home from school. And he tells this big tall tale to his dad mm-hmm. about his walk home or something like that. But so he's listing all these things that he sees. And 
uh, published in 1931, mm-hmm. I think. And there's a picture. Uh, it says, and and a and a Chinese boy that eats rice with sticks. And yeah. there's a picture of an Asian guy carrying a bowl eating chopsticks. And that's it. I'm like, I mean, yeah. Chinese people do eat rice with chopsticks and they do look like that. And also in 1931, like how many, you know, Americans like saw Asian people very often. Uh, Like what's wrong with saying there's, by the way, this globe that you learn about in social social studies (laughs) on the whole other side of the world, this is how people look and this is how people live. I mean, it was educational to, to, in, in a sense. Um, and it's just like, I, what? Well, it's, it's it's now it's it's getting so bad where anything that you've done in your past, I mean, if that's why, like I said, I'm, I was glad there's no cameras. Cause, I mean, I said some shit. Yeah, uh, I've, I've, you know, I, yeah. I've come. I know personally, I've come a long ways with my views. I, and I've always felt that I was a liberal. I mean, grew up with hippie, hippie parents, so there was there was never a time in my life that I felt anywhere close to being conservative and right. or Republican or anything. So uh, by choice and by just the way life is, I mean, I'm poor. I was poor white trash, so <laughs> I was not voting Republican or anything. <laughs> I was, you know, so uh, now, which now, nowadays they are. which <laughs> blows my mind. Right. But, yeah, it's like I just, you know, you take an album like Slim Shady and March from My Others, and for one – the time frame for two he was so hungry that this is there was so much anger and so much everything in him that that stuff was just boom yeah dumped on the yeah. paper and if you would if you go back blah, 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 you don't know then you don't know how bad his life was you don't know the struggles he well was so so him. that's what i what is you know as somebody that's kind of been out of the fold on him how it seems that he has sort of Going oh, yeah. through cancel culture unscathed. Because I think he also fuck you. I I live by what I said. Yes, I made fun of people. But I also was on the great. I also stood on stage with Elton John. You know, I've. You know, but nobody has come out and said we need to eliminate that. That was where yeah. I was going with this. If if you make uh, a Dr. Seuss book that has a depiction or some verbiage that like. Why are you eliminating it instead of saying, this is how we thought yeah. and spoke in 1931. We know now that that might, might not make some people feel properly represented or maybe they straight up feel bad or ashamed or whatever. But if you do away with it all, then how do you... I mean, that's how we learn. And are we supposed to... That you're exa- Yeah, exactly right. And the feelings... I, I guess maybe that's we're all going to feel different. Yeah, it's not the day it becomes we're all feeling the same thing. I don't want to be here <laughs> because then we're all fucking sheep. Yeah, and I'm not a sheep. You know, I I made fun of it when the kids just when we were thinking about sending them to Catholic school, and I look them all uniformed up. And I remember her mom like, yeah, it's so good. I was like, it just looks like sheep to me. No individual, no no representation of this is who I am. Right. You know. Back in the day, wearing a jean jacket with buttons on it and stuff, you know, just me getting a yellow pair of Chuck Taylors, the they be able to express yourself. So, Man, I, 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 I'll say that, um, 
you know, we didn't we didn't grow up poor, but we didn't have a lot. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, uh, my mom, if she if her grocery bill was bigger than 50 bucks for the week, she'd be like, fuck. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, like a bag of nacho cheese Doritos and a two liter of Coke. Like that was like crack for me. And I would destroy we would destroy it. And she would be like, damn it. That it was, was supposed to last all week. I, yeah. It's. How was that going to last all week? Yeah. I've been waiting all week for this. <laughs> Remember got, last week when I ate it right away? Yeah, yeah. I got half of last week to make up on. Yeah, then it's, yeah. Um, Doritos, yeah. Pepsi, so, oh, yeah. But, but I, um, I went to, I went to school with uh, folks that had a lot more. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I really hate how much energy I gave into like almost all of my articles of clothes and my sneakers and how, you know, if they didn't look like what the other kids were wearing, I try to doctor it or, um, you know, I went and spent sophomore year. I spent $129 on the first pair of, uh, uh, Bo Jackson Nikes. Ah, yeah. Air and, yeah. Yes. And, uh, like that, you know, I was very aware of like what it was going to take for me to sort of recoup that 130 mm-hmm. and and get back to oh, I've got McDonald's money and music money and beer money, whatever um but it was just constant like I get tight roll my jeans or actually put you know this shitty pair of jeans that I got for Christmas in the bathtub with bleach and yeah. try to you know acid wash them from scratch and it was just like I'm I'm happy yeah. that because my my dad wanted me to go to Rockers like he made me take the entrance exam and like I went and slept at his house and he like made me fucking eggs and bacon at six o'clock in the morning and um I'm glad that our kids for now they they don't there's none of that that's no, removed yeah. yeah the pressure of getting dressed every so, day so you're you're hopefully um. You know, you're learning something at school and then you're also developing uh, slowly your sense of independence Mm -hmm. and you're learning like, oh, if I do or say this, I wind up with hurt feelings or this. uh, This actually felt really good. Pull away that all of the stuff that goes with clothes. And I mean, I guess shoes are still part of the thing, but at least it's one less thing. Yeah, it is. And it, yeah, I've noticed it is easier for them because I agree myself too. high school is just. I mean, for me, what, you know, what jersey, what, you know, yeah, it was shoes, jerseys, you know, warm-ups, things like that, where the way I dressed and all that, hats, tons of starter hats, starter jackets, and just acquiring them any, by any means necessary, yeah. unfortunately, just yeah. because that's I had to. Mm-hmm. I, I had to look good, you know, and if, if it wasn't school, it was we're going to this party, and, you know, right. and yeah. I, as I've gotten older, I'm glad that, I mean, I've still somewhat that way i mean there i still have little quirks that i'm like very particular about like my hats and some shirts and stuff yeah but i'm also like uh, i've earned this right now. yeah yeah <laughs> i went through this I, I mean i still do it but it's uh much reduced or refined but when it comes to when it came to like a dollar amount, you know, for a pair of sneakers, um, or, a, you know, a hundred dollar pair of jeans or what, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, as time goes on from that purchase, I'll, I'll be like, 
Oh, it was $130 back then, but I've, I've made it last for nine years. So now it really only cost me whatever, 15 bucks a year. Yeah. yeah. And I feel better about the spend. It's, <laughs> God. Yeah. But just to find it yourself. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, all right. So love for Outcast. I mean, I bought, um, when they, when they hit my, I bought the speaker box and yeah, the love, love below, which was a double, double album. Yeah. And I was like, I don't love this. And, and I, was... I, I never got rid of it, but I would pull it out every once in a while and put it on ice to have a, a five or six disc changer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you, you know, just tell where they were splitting and, you know, and not sh- it was shortly after that they broke up. Did they? Yeah. They've only been they've only done one a Coachella show. OK. Was the only has only been time they've reunited. Well, and then it's the, you start seeing their stuff and it's like, well, what is big boy and he's uh, putting music out no i know but that. it's like it seemed like they were putting out stuff as outcast but crediting themselves individually yeah. sort of sort of as yeah. if they were like we're gonna go, go do solo shit after this so start now mm-hmm. and i was like i don't but but you know and then later getting at aliens and equimony it's like dude this shit is so good and it makes me it made me think um you know because i went Easy, easy does it was the first, and then I, I had a big iced tea phase and um, got into NWA and Two Life Crew. Um, but so I'm looking at their discography this '96 or '94 to I don't know 2008 ish, yeah. somewhere in there. And I'm like, I think these guys might be the last bastion of the rap and the hip hop that we. Grew yes. up on it because everything I'm not not that I'm I'm not even close to immersed in what's coming out mm-hmm. today. I have no idea, but I hear th- little snippets once in a while. And I, I, I know this is an overused phrase, but to me, it's all mumble rap. Yeah. And I'm like, were these were, was outcast the last true? Yeah, I quite possibly. I mean, there hasn't been especially a group, but there hasn't been anybody that can just lyrically in my opinion, lay it down track after track. And then also the production of the beat and the, Dude, and the, it's the beats so, behind it. It's just the production is phenomenal. It's like so rich and textured and direct. Um and it's 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 funk. It, yeah. it's, it's DJ. It's it's I, I listen to it when I'm happy. I listen to it when I'm feeling down, excited. It pumps me up, you know, and, and as the songs go through each song almost takes me back to a certain time. I mean, not even almost. It takes me back to sitting in the living room, four or five of us smoking and just listening to this album and talking shit. And, and just, I'm, you know, I'm right Transported. there. Yeah, right there. And knowing the flow and just, and knowing, and not just that living room, but it was a Friday night and we're getting ready to go out too. And I know what that night felt like. And, you know, reliving what it was like, free, free of thoughts of, Responsibilities and all that. Just I, I can do whatever it's I Friday want. Friday night. It's Friday night. I can do whatever I, don't I want. Give a fuck about exactly. tomorrow. Tomorrow? Who cares? <laughs> Light bills do. Gas right? bills do. I don't. Whatever. So Outcast. Uh, the other thing I was going to say about Eminem is, um, like, why haven't people come out and say that we have to ban? I think because he owned it. You know, like that whole uh, "Without Me" is no controversy. Uh-huh. You know, he just yeah. You've tried. You tried it with. When when you went after Marilyn I mean, Manson, uh, you've you've tried it. You're gonna keep trying, it, but guess what? 
I'm the greatest because I don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, but you know who else is the, arguably the greatest? It's Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And, like, there was a walkout at Netflix yeah. when his last special came out because and these people... They they they're they're waving this flag, and I don't I don't mean to like say by these people I'm I'm just saying cancel culture can, cancel culture the whole flag that, that that to me that they are waving in that movement in that moment was um, that he is anti-trans and Which, it's like ha- have you listened to any of his last three specials because he is fucking not no and, and he said it in the last one I'm anti-white people. <laughs> He's been that from day one. White people and cops, you yeah. know, and it's that when they try to go after him, it's like, and I just, I, he's, you're not going to, when you finally like him, Eminem, and I guess even now with Rogan, these guys have done they're, it their way. They're insulated by success, success and, and hard work and, and hard work paying hard off and dues paying, being in those clubs and and just, this is their style. Not you're not we're not all going to agree on everything. Yeah. And that's one thing that pisses me off. And I get mad at the kids, too, because they feel like it's supposed to be like that. No, true life is differences. There's differences between. That's why, <laughs> you know, th- we're just all different. And, and like I said, we're all if we're all going to be the same and program the same. It's a world I don't want to live in. You know, I hate country music. I despise it. <laughs> Like, and uh, people, no, no, you got to give it a chance. You know, like, uh, what's his name who come will come to uh, Arrowhead, uh, the barefoot one, dude, Kenny Chesney. Sure. I, I got friends. Why aren't you going to go? Because I fucking hate country music. Do I like a couple artists that are old school because I listen to them so much? Yes. But all in all, I hate it. Dude. I, I don't see any value in it. I don't. Yes, they're good musicians. Nobody writes their own music. No, it. it I don't it. But I got. I, I got. A, I, I'm a hundred percent with you. But I had a moment. Um, and I'll I'll try to remember to send it to you too. But uh, have you done Indian Princess? Mm-mm. So Indian Princess is like this annual canoe tr- dad daughter canoe trip. Okay, it's super fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's. It's in Arkansas this year. It was in Arkansas the last two times. Anyway, uh, I went down um, with the Murphys. I don't know if you ever, Ron and Bailey and Bryn. Um, so we rode, all of us rode down, and then um, coming back Sunday morning, uh, everybody's asleep except for him. Like, I'm crashed. All the girls are crashed. And he pulls off. We, we've hit, we've come enough out that we're like back in the radio airwave frequency. And he pulls into this, I don't know, gas station to take a leak or something. And, it, you know, the car coming to a stop kind of like wakes me up a little bit. And the DJ comes on and plays uh, this song called Good and Drunk by a guy named Ward Davis. And I'm telling you, I fell in love with that. <laughs> um, it's three minutes and change. Okay. Um, and uh, it opens, the song opens, and I'm like, uh, and so when the song starts, I'm like kind of clear-headed. And yeah. he says, uh, uh, drove myself to the lawyer today, picked up a pen and signed my wife away. Um 
when the evening comes, the whiskey will be settling it, but I hope I'm good and drunk by then. Yeah. And it's just this really beautiful tale of, like, you know, he's a very heavy drinker, and this is weighing on him super heavy, um, but as hard as it is and all the ways that he feels, he's still going to wake up from being passed out and get yeah. completely destroyed again. And it's got really, really nice um, piano and keyboard. Too. There's like a keyboard solo that oh, you, it feels like it was plucked out of a jam band. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is beautiful. I, I love that song. Um, but it literally fell out of the sky. Yeah. It hit me on the head at, I mean, this was the summer after we said we like okay. our separation was still fresh. Yeah. Um, so it resonated hardcore. Which, hardcore. You can't, music's music. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it is you're not going to, I mean, I could sit here and say I, but there's something, I might hear something one day. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I, it is not for me. It's not, I don't, I've never bought any, I've never sought any out, but like, I love that song. Yeah. I mean, no, I can understand that. Um, but, uh, well, I mean, going back to just, yeah, I don't want to be sheep. I mean, and that's my biggest complaint is we all have to get along. Yes, I think we all should be able to get along. And, and racists and fascists and people like that should shut the fuck up and go back to their mom's basement. You know, it just this new, this new, and, and the Karens and shit like that, I don't have time for. Right. And I've, ta- I've told my kids, too, adults like that, the whole growing up, you, you're supposed to respect your elders. You are, but if if elders are just gonna act like kids too, now fuck them. Yeah. Like if some mom comes up to you and starts saying shit to you that you know is wrong, it, no. I don't. I don't under, understand what those people are doing with their lives. Because yeah. for me, like trying to manage the calendar, you know, and having make okay. I'm, Where's your time? I've, I, I'm OCD to the point where like I would love. Sunday night when we go to bed that I have three clean school uniforms for <laughs> each kid because they're going to leave for school from my house three times mm-hmm. until next Sunday. Uh, I hope to God I have all the practices in the games on the calendar. I hope I have a dollar for jeans day. When yeah. I, you know, uh, all the things that go into being a parent. And then I also have my own life and yeah. my own wishes and you know it's i i've i've found myself in in dating situations where and i'll say it at at, at jump street like my plate is really full mm-hmm. to f- to make room for you i gotta like slide the pork chop over here and hope the roll doesn't fall, fall you off. know yep. uh so when i make that room like don't be don't be bringing shit like don't fucking cause fights and yeah. drama because then you just the answer is i don't need to date i don't need to have a part you know like but you're nice and it, i went on a couple and it always came down well you just seem like you were really involved in your kid's life i'm like yeah well that's okay good and like i the last one it happened i was like good i'm done with this yeah i was like and i just have and, and we me and aaron both have kind of talked about it like just get these kids raised. Yeah. And then there's going to be the, time. But the Karens, it's like, yeah, I don't. How do you, like, there's, your plate is so empty it, yeah. that you're just free and available to, like, accost a stranger and try to tell them to live their life a different way. Different, different I don't way. Or that. they're breaking some kind of, like, when the mask thing came, 
It's my constitutional right. Where the fuck in the Constitution did it? I'm not the smartest person, and I, I, you know, is if anybody can tell as much cussing, I, I do know the Constitution, not up and down, but, and also growing up, don't you remember always a sign, no shoes, no shirt, no service? Yeah, I love it. Just and going, I guess, but these Karens, these people, it's like almost do as I say, don't do as I do, or don't throw it back on my face. You know, oh a. a uh, a bakery won't won't serve a gay couple a cake. Well, that's their right. Well, now this now the bakery wants you to wear a mask. Well, God, no, that's infringing on my rights. So that's yeah. not right. It's like, come on, man. Man, you see that the, the people that like do it at the park or in the supermarket. I mean, you still have to go home and yeah. live with you being you. Yeah. When you do it on a fucking airplane, though. Oh. And it's like you know, not only are the lives of 300 other people altered now because you're an asshole. Mm -hmm. But you know, like same goes for, that's just the passengers. Like the, you're the The crew. crew. And now, now, uh, the authorities have to get involved. Yeah. They have to come on this fucking plane. Well, and I heard that they want to, I guess the, the, the airlines don't share, do not fly lists and they want to make it, which I'm like, what? Why? Why was that not fixed? Yeah. This, this, was a problem. Well, it's a pretty big problem. We all remember pretty vividly. And uh, so they asked the Department of Justice to step in. Well, some other people from the other from Washington, no, that's not right. If you were unruly on a plane, it, it, it already sucks. We're all under the same amount of pressure. It took some time to get there. It took time to park. It took stress it to took get there str- on time. You've got a couple kids. They're... Or if you're even single, it was blah, blah, blah. We're all under stress. Why are you going to cause a problem in this? I I watch videos and I, and I just sit there. I, I hate to say it. I wish. I'm like, please happen in front of me. <laughs> please. I, I want one of these ladies to go off. I want one of these guys. And and I want I want the question of what are when they look at me and go, what are you going to do? And it's, if it's a guy, he's probably going to get slapped. I mean, if you're going to act like this, this I'm, and the woman... I'm not going to put hands on her, but I'm going to put her just verbally. Yeah. Just slap she's, her. She's going to remember those exactly. words. Because if if it's them being racist, I, I watched those videos. I'm like, God, he happened in front of me one time. Please. So, um, so you know, we kind of tabbed like um, Outcast and Eminem for the purposes of this. But the first time I want, it might have been the first time that I got to have a conversation with you um you know i don't know how we landed on music and shows and whatnot but i i I feel like i mentioned something about seeing fish to you and you told me that bonnaroo was yeah like part of your mix for a while uh is it still uh not this year We're, we're gonna uh the two friends that i had the apartment with uh down there on 39th they're getting married in August okay. in Colorado, so we're gonna hold off and then put all our resources. Did you have to miss? Because did you have a bum knee? Did you play mom and pops? I and, played mom and pops, and, but I didn't have to miss that year. Oh, so I got to go. I, I thought I thought I ran into you once, and you said you couldn't go because your knee was messed I up. Was, I thought it was gonna have to, but I ended up being able to go. Oh, okay. And it all, yeah. Um, <laughs> no more mom and pops for Josh ever, <laughs> ever again. I'll do the bags tournament. I'm good with that. Right. But the basketball, I'm done. Those days are long gone. Um, 
So tell me about your first Bonnaroo. Hearing about it, going. Hearing about it, I had a friend at, uh, I, w- I had worked at Jerry's Sports Shop uh, down in Grandview after when I moved back, and he went to the first um, three or four. So just nothing but jam bands, you know, right. Fish, Government Mule, yeah. Mo, yeah. Humphreys, McGee, McGee's, I mean, just, and, you know, straight hardcore camping. Uh, so early 2000s, he yeah. had gone to it. And, you know, it was just always something in in lieu of, like, Woodstock. Growing up, you know, once I started, especially started smoking weed and listening to more classic rock and then seeing Woodstock and be like, oh, my God, that would have been, you know, if I had a time machine, I'd go back to day one. Rain and all that, just, oh, be amazing. So the idea of being able to go to a festival, I'd already, I had already gone to Lollapalooza um, in Denver uh, and then done a couple other, like, full-day concerts. Okay. You know, like uh, Warp Tour and then OzFest and then, like, Rock Fest. So I was like, that times three days' worth of music, oh, hell yeah. And, you know, there was the jam bands – I, I like them, but they've never really been my scene sure. scene. I mean, I can get into it, but I also am like, okay, <laughs> we're running long here, yeah. boys. Let's. I think we got it. Yeah, <laughs> when's that drop? I need that drop. I'm always <laughs> about that drop. Come on. And you build me up, and then, oh, no, hey, another guitar right, solo. Right. Look at that. I mean, visually good and good hallucinogenics and good sure. good people. Yeah. But it was also, he was like, oh, but then there's this hip-hop there. You know, um, Jurassic 5 and just people like that that were kind of underground hip-hop stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. And then DJs, electronic. So he had gone, and then I just kept kept it on my radar. Just I would hear about it. Oh, shit, that's a good lineup. And then Jackie and Justin started going. The couple from 39th Street. Yeah, the couple okay. from 39th Street. I they, forgot that it was a guy and a girl. Uh, they started going to it, and they saw, they went the year Paul McCartney was there. Oh, wow. They went uh, the year, uh, who else? They went some good years. Tom Petty one year. Uh, uh, they went some really good years. And that they every year. But yet, this is right around the time Guinness was being born. In between Guinness and then Ireland, and so and I knew what she was going to say. <laughs> back when you had to ask permission, yeah, exactly. Now it's hey, I'm going to be out of town. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's that's why uh, we'll see what life. Wait, you're going to be out? No, I, I, it's on the calendar. It's on the calendar. I got. Yeah, you're going to have to move your thing. <laughs> yeah, I, it is. But I've got. Yeah, well, I'm going to be three thousand miles away with limited cell service. So, see ya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dad loves you. Dad loves right. you. Don't get hurt, please. Uh, so how, um, so Guinness is 13, Ireland's, is she already 11? 11, yeah. And then uh, you guys are still together when she's born? Yeah. And then yeah, how was, how far after? Uh, three years after like she was born. Really wild how much that mirrors, like, obviously, Adeline. Around, yeah, around kindergarten time is really, it was starting to go yeah. when, real south. When our second child was, I mean... Real little, mm-hmm. it was starting to feel like, you know. And then by the time he's, you know, three or whatever, it was kind of like it just it that second child brings so much more. I mean, and I'm dude, not, and they suffer for it too. They do in Ireland. It's you know, it's she's had her, it's she's better now, but she you know bad separation anxiety. I mean, bad. So it sucked, but. It, like I said, in the long run, now it's better. Now they know, no matter what, there's they're loved, and yeah. mom and dad's got their back. It's not the, 
it's not the most normal situation, but also they they've got friends that are divorced too. Yeah, you know. I mean, so here, so your your buddy went, and now it's on your radar, and it's approaching, and you you got to get permission. Well, or... I never when with her, I never asked. So as soon as it was, we're separated. Then it was like on. Then it was like, all right, I'm going. But but did you do a Bonnaroo pre separation? No, oh, okay. No. Oh, you just didn't even yeah, poke the bear because the idea she wouldn't get. You know, she just wouldn't get, and she still doesn't. The idea of going down there and just music, well, and the music and drugs, and you're you're camping. What you're camping? And just yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. And the next time we go, we're gonna step up to like VIP and cabins and stuff. Cause sure. Fuck, we're older now. Yeah. We've we've put the work in. It's hard getting off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, out of the back geez. of a car. You're yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I don't care how good that air mattress is. So 2016 was my first year. Okay. And that was, um, it was a, a, a LCD sound system. Oh. Um, you dig them? Yeah, they were good. I had never really, never right. really gotten into them, uh, but they were a good one. And then it was uh, Dead and Company with John Mayer. Okay. And then who was Saturday? Oh, uh, 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 Pearl Jam. Oh wow! Pearl Jam was okay. Saturday night. Yeah, so it, and it was just it was one of the lower number shows attendance attended, wise. Yeah, wise because they were in between. They had just come off like uh, some really good years and everything, but then it was also music was in a dip too. Well, like, you don't you're not really you you personally aren't going for headliners per se. I mean, it was like, yeah, Mark Pearl Jam off the list. That's cool. I mean, yeah. I've I've always appreciated sure. them. I mean, I definitely understand them. Yeah, I, I I get them, but I'm not some big Pearl Jam person. Right. You know, it. Uh, the Dead. It was it was kind of I was kind of fifty fifty on them. I was like, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, it was the it was um, Post Malone was there. Oh wow! Before you saw Post Malone yeah. six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so. It was way. I think I figured. I think heard. Way. I think I heard of him six months ago. Yeah. Like, so wait, it, what is it? Is that White, a... White Iversons had just he had just put it on. Uh, what's the free one? I forget SoundCloud, and everything. And then he was on that tour. Um, band called Fiddler, Fiddler out of L.A., which was some good uh, surf punk music. Ooh. Yeah, they were really good. Uh, Tyler the Creator was there on one of the side stages. I yeah. really thought the surf punk thing was gonna stick i did too i did too i was it was fun it was it was good times and i think i thought the same thing about uh when when ska was reborn for like 12 months you know big bad voodoo daddy and mighty mighty boston and all i was like this is fucking great and then it's gone yeah it was like okay we're gonna open the door a little bit up see what what these people are doing yep all right well close again (laughs) (laughs) that's right it's like here's a movie too. We'll throw the movie swingers into it, and you're good to go. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the 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 side stages were. I was so pumped for them. And plus, just are you kidding me? Music's gonna go how long? Oh, until the next day, and I could fall asleep wherever I want. I can, if I want to eat some mushrooms, I can eat some mushrooms. If I want to dance with a young girl, I can dance with a young girl, and not with any pretenses of taking her home at night. Just right, having a good time. Yeah, and we're all communal 
and it's always like what I said about Woodstock. We're all on the same vibe. You made your parents happy. Yeah, you made the hippie parents. Yeah, oh yeah. When I told them, they're like, "We did, we did a good yeah. job." Yeah, you're, they did. You're like, "No, you didn't." No. But <laughs> it took a long, lot of years for me to get to this point. Yeah, so. exactly. A lot of bumps. So. Yeah. But it was, yeah, that lifestyle. Not the, like, not the bathroom kind. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. maybe. But, uh, because I also thought, you know, who knows? I What I was so cool is when, that first year seeing how many college kids who had just graduated. And they were literally just got off stage from getting a diploma at a college. And next weekend after Bonnaroo, they got to start the real job. So they are in between. And I met so many of them. I'm I, at this time how old? I was thirty something. So life, at, I mean, two, ki- three kids, you know, separated. I, I know life, and to see them with these bright eyes and like eagerness, fucking optimism. Know. Yeah, just <laughs> guess what? It's gonna kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna make it. Yeah. You're not gonna make it. Yeah. You've got a good chance. Uh-huh. So, but it was it was just I was hooked. I was hooked. It was hot as fuck. I'm sure. It was hot. We had to it's run. Always, always in Tennessee, Yeah, right? Tennessee. Yeah. We had to run middle back of the to the summer. car uh, in the middle of Macklemore's set because a thunderstorm rolled in and tornado warning. So I'm like, so we're going to go back to a car and sit in that while a tornado. Okay, well, that makes perfect sense. If I'm going to die. I'm you gonna... guys saw Twister, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. Car... These things just get sucked up in the air and thrown around. We'll end up in fucking back in Missouri by right? the time. But uh, yeah, I was hooked. I remember walking. Um, there was a DJ, like Rapidonis or something. Oh. I just got a burrito. Uh, for one, the food there was amazing. I got like a farm to table burrito. Yeah, fresh everything. Fresh. I mean, a fresh killed meat and everything. And I'm eating it. It's like two in the morning, and he's like, "It's like rap, but it's hardcore house music." And I'm just. I stop, and it's like. What the hell? Oh. And I just start walking, walking into the crowd, uh, toss that burrito. And, I mean, that that beat just grabbed me. And for a good 20, 30 minutes, just bah, 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 whatever. I can't replicate. But it was just like, this is what I came here for. Yeah. This is, I want something I would never that think about. that moment where you're like, I feel super good about every fucking penny. Every penny I spent, yeah. Or not even thinking about the money that right. I spent. Because now it's just, it's it's primal. Because the music's grabbing uh, I, me. In I my chose soul. to be here, and yeah. I'm. I, it was. I was meant. I was destined it's to be. Be right here, right yeah. now. The smile on my face, and just people could see how happy I was, which made them happy, and just, and then coming out of it like, holy shit, like wow, stumbling back to the tent, thinking that that was the best night ever. Well, that was Friday night. We'll we'll do this all again on Saturday, and so yeah, it grabbed me, and then the uh, next year I went. Um, was who was that? It was seventeen. So that was uh, no skip seventeen because they went to Lollapalooza. Eighteen when it was um, oh that was Eminem. Oh shit! You yeah. saw Eminem at Bonnaroo. Yeah, Eminem, okay. Eminem, Muse, and The Weekend. Ooh, uh, Anderson Pac. Oh wow, Future. Um. Yeah, it was st- that was a stacked lineup. Bass Nectar. Oh man, um, I can oh, I can, cl- I can smell pool. the. You know, oh. if you've got like some drugs in your system and you you sweat a little bit and it's got so, kind of yeah. kind of got that like pharmacy ish sweaty yeah. smell. Or, like 
Okay. It, uh, Les Claypool and uh, uh, Julian Lennon did a thing. Oh, yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, oh, Sturgill Simpson Ooh. was on the main stage, and he killed it. He, I like him. He, I do, too. Yeah. And people are like, oh, you don't like country. <laughs> I don't think he's He's blues. And plus, he, he can... He are you into Jason Isbell? Uh, I've heard of him, okay, but okay. Uh, I mean, it's this interesting lane where it's one foot in country and one foot in rock, and yeah. it's, it's like sort Chris of works. To, like uh, I've never listened to him. He, I would think he's got one foot in country, one in the blues, okay. like deep southern yeah. blues. Yeah. So, but yeah, just that's that year. It was I stayed up Friday night all night and went to everything I could possibly go to, and Saturday. And saw the sun come up, and that was that was awesome. You didn't sleep either night. Either night, yeah. I got a couple hours during the day, but then it oh, got so yeah, hot. Yeah. But yeah. it was like I was working on. By the time we left Sunday, Sun or Monday morning, I was working on maybe like total for the weekend, like twelve hours of sleep. Oh my god, yeah, that's quite brutal. a bit of Adderall. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Like, and I'll admit it, even being old, like yeah. So that was your second Bonnaroo helmet. Second one, and then the third one was uh, nineteen, and that was God. I can't remember. Oh, who was nineteen? Nineteen, nineteen. Before COVID. Yeah, it was the last one before COVID. Jesus, it's gonna kill me now, because it wasn't that. It was all right, but it wasn't. Well, I feel like it kind of started as this sort not not for jam bands, but it was kind of jam band heavy. And then it just kind of morphed into like, oh no, we have like mega stars headlining. Yeah, they had like Metallica one year headlining it. It went through the jam band, then it got like a a real poppy feel, then a heavy metal feel into then then I kind of got into where I was at, where they didn't know what they were gonna do. They were just like, well, put a bunch of music. Yeah, we're gonna do this together, again. and and then uh. Then it's been rolling, and I mean the the year COVID knocked it out was going to be amazing. That was going to be Tool, and uh, Megan the Stallion, and um, are you Tool. are you a Tool guy? Huge Tool fan, yeah, huge Tool fan. I only own one or two, and I've never re- I've listened to them, but I've never like mm-hmm. completely undivided attention sat, and 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 so I I've not done the discography deep dive. Yeah. I know that I would like them. I just haven't done it. They're they're um they're an interesting one too. They're I have to be not always in the though I can play them different moods, but they're they're one that it, if I'm putting it on, I'm probably putting it on for the whole album. I can't just listen to a song here, a song there. I love that. I, it's it's top to bottom, and then I'm also in a very I find myself as heavy as it is. And also with a lot of heavier music, any that I do listen to, it really calms me down. Like, like I'll listen to like Corn's first album. Oh, that was a good one. So heavy and just and, and bagpipes. Yeah, and it just, I mean, puts me just at ease, and I'm just. Which is the opposite effect of like the, the pa- that, yeah. parents when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Like Judas Priest is ma- oh, yeah. making him kill people. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. No, put it backwards. No, you're ruining the needle. <laughs> I always remember. Uh, um, oh gosh, I can't believe I can't. Remember. Bill Hicks, the, his skit. No, man, you're ruining the needle. No, listen. <laughs> Satan loves you. Yeah. No, man. So he, yeah, he was also. And then when I found out Tool liked him too, it added like a little bit mix. But I found Tool from listening to Rage Against the Machine. Okay. Which if you, if I would have came in here and you said. Top first question would have been favorite band, Rage Against the Machine. Like, I can listen to them 
because it blended the lyricism of hip hop with the funk of that bass, but then with the raw guitars of punk music, and just it's still this day, still this day, I'll listen to them anytime. Happy, sad. They were they punk. were gonna come. Yeah, here to Kansas. They're coming in uh, 2023. They are still going to come. Okay. Did yeah. you have tickets? Yeah. So did it, now your tickets Just good for that? Good, good okay. for that one. Yeah, floor seats, Have too. you seen them before? Yeah, oh. uh, Red Rocks. Oh, wow. After uh, Two weeks after Evil Empire opened up. Okay. Came out. So, so that was 97, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, fucking $14 for a ticket to see Rage Against the Machine at Red Rocks. Like, I still have the ticket. Of course. Still have the spin magazine the week that the, the of the show that they were on the cover. In fact, it's uh, I just unpacked it again and put it in a little special place. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like it just came off the newsstand, but it looks like it doesn't look like it's 30 right. years old. That's right. for sure. Uh, yeah, they but then a close close B as crazy as that would be too, would be Pink Floyd. And I, I Pink Floyd the melodies and then the work they did with the noises and all that, I think also helped me appreciate DJs more too. Was just and how weird it is where some people just don't get Pink Floyd. And I'm, I'm, I, I, I really, yeah, I, I'm, I've had friends be like, I just maybe I didn't smoke enough weed or whatever, and I just don't get them. I'm like, all right, whatever. Where have you yeah, been like, your whole life? I mean. All right, Bonnaroo 2019, Cardi B. Yes, yes. Post Malone, Donald Casey Musgraves, Brandy yep. uh, Carlisle, John Prine, the Lumineers, Fish was there that year. Uh, I forgot about that, yes. Old Crow Medicine Show. I'm just listing the ones that I've heard of. Uh, you probably, Trampled by Turtles, Yvette Brothers, Courtney Bear, Barnett, Ricky Skaggs. Uh, God damn, this fucking a lot of people. Yeah, because what I remember Parquet Courts, have you listened to them? I haven't I've I've heard they're I, I think they're pretty decent What was crazy about that year too Dramatic, is Joe Russo's almost dead The year before, we were standing behind uh, Some locals Who had been coming every year And they were from the community of Manchester And uh, there was a guy talking to us afterwards After Eminem He goes, well, you, you probably should just soak this in This might be the last one and We're like, what do you mean, last one? He goes well, the rumor is, is they're going to go back to more of the jam band style and, you know, bring more of that. Somebody was saying this to you at Bonnaroo, at Bonnaroo. in what year? Uh, 18. Oh, eight, eight, okay. 18. So, okay. yeah, because I, I remember we were standing there right before Fish, too, and Jackie was like, you remember what that local said? I was like, I do. And then we are kind of like looking at the whole festival like, hmm, it's kind of what this, it was a good time, but it wasn't, it wasn't a like, oh my God, I can't believe, I mean, I appreciate Fish and I appreciate their longevity and what they've done in the community, but it just was never, right. just never my thing. No, I mean, it, it, you know, and I, I like with Mo, I tried and tried and ate a lot of mushrooms and just like, okay, all right, we're out. Yeah, and maybe it's just my attention span, or I kind of need it, need quick and, but uh, I do remember that that here at the uh, all night the silent disco, the all night silent disco. Me and Jackie are dancing, and they're playing like. Uh, what does silent disco mean? Where you wear head. There's a DJ, and everybody puts headphones on. You can't hear anything. What? And you can only hear it if you have the headphones Whoa. on. Whoa! So you're walking by, and you're seeing a tent of people dancing, and woo! 
That sounds like a lot of drugs and sex oh. would happen after that. Or in the middle of it, who we're, knows? We're sitting there, me and her dancing, and Grant, we're like best friends. I, I consider her like my little sister. And we're dancing to like, I don't know, like new kids on the block or new edition or something, just having a good time. And then it goes into Pony. Get on it. Ride my pony. And we look around and everybody, and everybody's grinding at this time. And we just look at each other and we just <laughs> just walk out. We're like, nah, we're good. We're done. There. Check, please. Yeah. And we get out there and we kind of just silent walking back to the camp. And I was like, that was weird. That really was weird. Yes. I'm glad you said that. I do remember. I was like, I'm going to get back here and I'm going to have a jello shot. So, so that was 2018. And the dude was saying that would be the. The direction that it would go yeah, for the next 2019, year, and then was, it, and then 20 was gone, and then 20 was taken off the books, and 21, 21 uh, was going to happen, and then they had uh, well 21, okay 20. I mean now I've, I've just lost time. Dude, I'm I've telling lost you, time. it's 2020. I don't think if it happened we didn't go. Okay, so 22 is this summer, 21. They were going to have 21 late in the year, and then it, uh, like a hurricane had came up through the Gulf, and then it, it like dumped on the weekend, the week of. like People were supposed to show up Wednesday. That sounds familiar. And it dumped on Tuesday night and flooded the whole, the whole campground. They just, they just were done. We can't, we can't. The amount of flood and water and mud and, I mean, people that were there. Ha- artists and shit had to already be there. Yeah. And like and buses were stuck. Uh, big cranes or you know uh equipment to pull them out we're getting stuck getting sunk in like seven feet of mud yeah and i'm like because they were doing something new that that year too where you could pick what day you arrived okay to try to cut down on traffic which it still didn't make any sense because most thinking, people want to be there for the whole thing if whole they thing, can so right when I mean, you're showing up wednesday night you know and trying to get in there because the the Cineru opens up at noon noon on uh on thursday so you're trying to get there Wednesday. I think the gates opened it up at like uh, six on Wednesday. So you're trying to make it between like you know six and six in the morning on Thursday to try to get some kind of sleep. Right. And you know, depending there's on- nothing worse than traveling the day of the show. Like mm-hmm. I always want to get to the city the day before at least. Yeah, or the night then, before. And yeah. then and then I don't also I don't want to get on a plane. You know, if I'm seeing three nights, I don't want to get on a plane the morning after the third night. Yeah. Okay. I want to have a chill and decompressed day wherever I am and then fly home the day after that. Yeah. Or drive, whatever, you know. Um, wow. But uh, so you will go this year? No, this year we won't because they're getting married. They're going to get oh, married. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. So we, we, we had the discussion. It was thrown out there that, like, well, maybe we could. But I also was already looking at um, Chili Peppers had announced the concert at, out in Denver at Mile High Stadium, and I was thinking about that one. And then Foo Fighters announced the one out there too. Were I mean, Foo Fighters here? Yeah, no, they did were you here. go? Yeah, I went to that. Was one. Was it good? Yeah, it was. Is that really the good. one where they were like playing to uh, the Westboro? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one of the, yeah, yeah. It was good. They they uh, did that also when they were at the Sprint Center. And nice, it was even better. But nice. yes. Um, so I was like, well, I'm probably going to go to one or two of both these shows. And then Justin pulled me aside. He's like, well, keep your also August open because I'm going to ask her to marry me. And I was like, oh, okay. So they they just got engaged. So okay. 
So now nah, we're as, just, I'm gonna put concerts on as, the back burner. As an expert in re- relationships, oh, they'll, do, they'll do last. you think? Yeah, okay, really. They're not gonna have any kids, so that's a win. God bless all the kids, but that doesn't put any stress. On, and they're just you can tell when two people, yeah, you know, love each other, exactly love and and are content with y- yeah. this is it, yeah, you know. And I've I've hung out with them a lot with just us three, and yeah, there's time they can sit in the room and just be silent with each other and watch whatever they want to watch nice. and they agree on it. Yeah. No, I totally can see them. Like I said, they're no hybrid kids. And also they're about as far as the success scale, not one person's way above the other person, you know, money works per, they've got a pretty good money situation and all that. So there's a really cool, um, are you, are you into Rogan? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a really cool, um, if you just, in the search bar on YouTube, uh, Danica Patrick, Joe Rogan. It's like a nine or eleven minute clip. Um, and if I try to quote it or summarize it, I w- I'll screw something up. But they have a really fascinating because I think she's like, "What do what do men want?" And then he ta- talks. Yeah, I remember her. Yeah. And then and then he's like, "What what about women?" You know, and um, you know, it's this whole like, uh, it, what's what's wrong? Nothing. You know, and and so you don't this this idea of being like you you won't say like what it is. There's person A knows you well enough to know that something's bothering you or on your mind, but you won't share with them. Uh, And then it kind of turns into this whole like, um, I mean, why not? Like, if if you're supposed to be this, you know, this union, this couple, this relationship, like. why why won't you let this person support you or try to help you and why are you in this head sp- it's it's fast I, i'm i'm gonna screw it up but uh it's it's a really good little nine minute and it's, it's just kind of like yeah that that right yeah. there and yeah. you see some when you see somebody like that you're like oh yeah they, they found it mm-hmm. they good for them yeah good for them oh, um yeah. but uh so you're you said you're 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 giving Guinness uh some introductory doses to Eminem. Uh are you turning him on to other stuff too or Oh yeah. Yeah. He what was crazy is um he uh you know, I'll I remember we were driving one of his first soccer games and uh uh AC D C song came on and I said, Hey, listen to this. Uh, hey, maybe Hell's Bells. I don't know. But I said, you're always going to know this band. For one, the lead singer's voice is the most distinctive thing, plus the heaviness of the guitars. And since then, uh, he, from that moment, I would just, yeah, this is a, I really like this. Or he would see me singing to it. He sort of started building his pl- a playlist. He has a phone. Yeah. It's or in, he had a tablet at that sure, time. Sure. Or and even just a laptop. So he built his Spotify account and just started building a playlist. You know, with if one of the first ones was uh, Hell's Bells or, yeah, Hell's Bells, ACDC. Then it was um, it was a Run the Jewels song that we all liked. And then, I mean, he just he's got he's got Eminem, Dre, Run the Jewels, Michael Jackson, uh, Genesis. Uh, oh, wow. He's I mean, it's got uh, Glass Animals, uh, some some techno music that he's from a couple games and stuff. It's, right. it's all over the place. Kay. I mean, in fact, I, I asked a couple people to listen to it and just not telling them who made the playlist. And, oh, man, that's a good play. Oh, that's fun. 
Yeah, that's my 13 year old son. My son made that. Yeah. So. What about Ireland? Is she where is she at? She's whatever you know. But does she listen to music? She, she does. Seek it out. Not. I don't think she much seeks it out. Okay. Whatever. I mean, she's just that. She is the TikTok. You know, whatever the dance is, whatever. I mean, I hate to say that, but she's a girl, so yeah. she's yeah. whatever makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's not, you know, as you know, there's no real big boy band out there that's driving everybody right. nuts. It's so weird too how they're growing up. There's no boy band or heartthrob boy or teenage girl or something where, oh my god, everybody's loving. Dude, them. have you listened to uh, Olivia Rodrigo? No. Nah. Oh my god, she. Uh, she put out a record, I, th- I think only one, but she was like 17 or 19. Mm-hmm. A- anyway, uh, it's really, really good. Right. And, and it's uh, uh, almost every single track is about like heartbreak and this mm-hmm. relationship ending. And it's mind blowing to sit there and go, how do you, how do you have all these adult, yeah. verbs and phrases and you've taken the essence of very specific feelings and and pain and everything yeah it's I, well i think when you're like when you get people like that that are artists like that they they're so much older too and they can tap into those emotions where for me it was it turned into you know the, the heartache and all that turned into more primal stuff and just where an artist can tap into that and just say okay now i know how to channel this the best. I mean, my hurt and my pain. Let me put it to pen and yeah. paper, and record this. And, I mean, <clears throat> one of the reasons I love Nirvana so much is because you can hear the pain in his voice and the lyrics and everything. And also, that's why I love hip hop so much. Is you can hear. I mean, a lot of, especially the first albums of a lot of these guys and and women. That's they're they're going from either the corner selling rocks, or from their shitty job and having to feed everybody in the family to the studio hoping that this this one song in this album is going to hit so right. it changes not just their lives but generations of people in their side and you can hear it you can hear the grimy and the the want like we touched on Wu-Tang Clan yeah that first album you hear it in every one of their voices is the first one enter the Wu-Tang Clan yeah 36 okay. chambers yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just yeah. and i mean from the get go you can hear it and you can hear it in uh, almost every at least when i the ones i come up on you can hear it in everybody's voice and and, and also the way they're talking the lyrics are they're rougher they're grimier they're they're about some shit that you don't most americans get to lay their head and don't have to think about ever you know, how am I going to feed this kid? How am I going to feed my little brother? Because my mom's a fucking dope fiend, you know, and, and some dude's coming out of the bedroom again. And you, you just hear that shit. And you, Grimey and, and, is yeah, right. And pe- the part of America people don't want to think about, but it's out it, there, it's there in heavy numbers. Yep, it's there. And it's unfortunately, you know, fortunate or unfortunate. Some people are one fuck up away from being there, Yeah, you know, and. I, you know, I don't live rich and I'm not rich or anything, but I've done enough <laughs> where I'm not one fuck up away yeah. from going back yeah. there. And I would have to hope to think that if I ever had to get back there, I would do it in a more sensible way. But I'm so far removed that I'm not going to get back there. I'm going to do whatever I have to to never be back there. Um, So Adeline is very 
I think that's the way that you described Ireland is I think Adeline is similar, which probably why one of the reasons why they're buddies. But, um, you know, I just, I used to think that, you know, I'll just keep running this music out there and eventually it'll become their favorites too. Yeah. Doesn't work like that. But so I've adjusted and, and my wish, uh, is just for both of them to have music in their lives. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, went to Virginia over the summer. I have a, a an old grade school buddy who lives out there with his wife and two daughters. And, um, they, you know, off of their kitchen, they have a little family room with some sofas and a TV and that's where they, it's the family room. But then they've off, they have a dining room and then a, a living room that just has, um, has a couple like workspaces, I think for like when they were doing homeschool, but you know, there's like a huge upright bass nice. and a piano and, some other instrument in there i don't remember which but that's also where their record player is and they like intentionally go sit in that room and listen to records nice it's it's not every night is in front of the tv yeah um and you know they've made they've made it fun for the girls because they'll like the girls will pretend to be servers and they'll go make literally go make cocktails for their parents yeah but that's what they do in that room. They mm-hmm. fucking put a record on the record player and they sit there and they listen. And sometimes he's a big, um, big band, okay. jazz era, like twenties. Yeah. So sometimes it's just there's just some jazz on playing. But I really, I really loved that notion. And that's you know I'm I'm not. Uh, I've taken my kids to a bunch of fish shows and they've listened to more fish than they probably care to. <laughs> um, but uh, I just I, I that's all that I wish for is that they have music in their lives and and seek it out in varying degrees and appreciate it and mm-hmm. um, so have you have you seen any live music with your kids? Uh, not the two youngest yet. So, uh, Haley went to eighteen Bonnaroo. Okay, and uh, but we had, me and her had gone to like uh, Jessica Simpson, Jonas Brothers, sure. Did that stuff and but the for me and her to see Eminem together too and her growing up and knowing the significance and her name being Haley and it that was a big moment yeah like she teared up and just you know which people like really for Eminem <laughs> you just got to understand you, you know, don't you don't know man yeah exactly it's just but uh, the young ones we keep I keep Guinness like I'm I'm teetering on taking them to the Tool show coming up here. Thought about maybe taking him out to see Chili Peppers, but then everybody's like, well, it's, it's in Denver and blah, blah. I'm like, well, no matter what show we go to, there's going to be that hint of smoke. So it's it's either now or never. Yeah. Like, Ireland, she just, you know, I just don't know what she's, anything pop. And so I'm, sure. and it, right now pop is so quick and here today, gone tomorrow that I can't grab onto it. I mean, by the time I hear something, I'm like, have you heard about this? Yeah, it's old. Okay, whatever. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, I'm, so I'll I'm, go back. I'm a nerdy dad, yeah, so exactly. sue go, me. Let me go back down here and listen more Run the Jewels. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be all right. She does. She'll get on me. It's too loud. She's got a little bit of her mom in her. It's too loud. <sighs> in the car or yeah, in the house? Yeah, okay. Well, any, yeah, anywhere. Because, yeah. Dad, it's too loud. Yeah, well, you're too old. Yeah. I mean, I'm that like, used to that used to be an yeah. official saying. I'm like, I don't for... know where you came from, but this is the way it's supposed to be listened to. The louder, the better. Right. So my oldest, though, she 
you know, being young and I was young when having her. Yeah, music was a big one. And then uh, and just talking to her about it. Like, yeah. this is why I love this band. This is this is good. This is good. And then she was how old was she? she was about 21, 21, 22. And the documentary uh, Sound City by Dave Grohl. OK. And it's about the studio Sound City and really the board that was and it was a it's a studio where Nirvana did never mind at. Oh, wow. But once you start Fleetwood Mac made rumors there, that's how they met. Well, that's how uh, uh, Mick Fleetwood met Lindsay and uh, Stevie Nicks because they were living there because they they had a, their little group together. I have uh, uh, I hate Fleetwood Mac. Oh, really? I, I, I got I was given I made cop, you know, play Paul stuff mm-hmm. uh, of of a, a 66 London and a 68 Chicago when they were part, when they were like the cream of the crop yeah. of the bl- big blues, British blues explosion. Yeah, they were. They were so fucking good. They were so fucking good. And then Stevie comes in Long and, and, and just... the chain. I'm like, get the fuck <laughs> out. You ruined this amazing band. Yeah. No. Well, it was great. And yeah, they met through there. And yeah, that, it, well, and then it just, the whole studio, you know, it was a great movie, but it was a good movie to show her too at that right age. Okay. Like, not just Steve. Fleetwood Mac, but these other bands too, key into them. And then, oh, hey, look, you know who Nirvana is. Right. Now you, you also know who Rage Against the Machine is, and boom, 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 band after <laughs> band. Tom Petty, Tom Petty did, I want to say, his first three or four albums through there. And I mean, it was. The 70s shit with the Heartbreakers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was, it was the type of studio, it was live Dude, recording. That run of Full Moon Fever, uh, Into the Great Wide Open, and Wild, oh. Wildflowers. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I R. wish I, I had I had one I had a chance his last show here in Kansas City and I turned it down. <sighs> Once again, I'll see him the next time he comes around. I, and after COVID, I've, I'm done saying that. Right? Like, I don't care. I'm going to see him. I, I interrupted you though. His first three albums, Tom Petty was. Yeah, we're all recorded there too. Okay. And it was a studio where you played live. So wow. there's no dubbing. There's no. There was no computers. It was you're on your A game, the Hall of Fame game. Which, like Tom Petty said, you're trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And you're doing it over and over. But, yeah, so showing her that, and that opened her appreciation up to music. And then Guinness. And I'll, you know, as Ireland gets older, we'll find something. Well, so, um, however many, you know, 15, some 12 or 15 fish shows that they, most of them, uh, if, if not all, well... Most of them, we were wearing them. Yeah. And they had the noise reduction. So it's not, I mean, they're there. Yeah. And the, it's getting in there somehow, but it's not. And then and then they get a little bit older, and it's like, well, now you got to wait 15 years because you're not going to want to be there for two 90-minute sets, and yeah. it's going to be boring. Um, so when we went to this Casey Musgraves show, um, you know, I, we I, – we had a playlist in the car for a week mm-hmm. trying to listen to some stuff of hers. Uh, and we get there and there's two openers and the first one, um, I, I, their Wikipedia said they were, um, qu- like queer. It was a, some twist on the word queer, uh, like queerty or some, something like that, which was just that they're all like, very pro uh, something I, I forget um 
but it was um it was interesting and then the middler uh i think were all lesbians and they she took the stage and goes I bet there's a lot of good pussy out there tonight. And said pussy like 15 times in a row. And it's me, another dad, and four kids. Uh. And like every one of us like, oh, Yeah, yeah. And then she, uh, like, I think think her closing song, the refrain was this, like, you know, big, long, drawn out, fuck you. Uh. And Adeline's, I'm like, hey, man. That's rock and roll. But but then, you know, uh, there was was a lot of... uh, a lot of, uh, I mean, the headliner said on stage how much she thumbs up all the costumes. I was like, are these, I don't know, I think this is just how these people dress. I don't know how much costume, you know, yeah. it's, it's not like those, um, you know, um, big gigantic kind of show where everybody's just dressed like super slutty because they're putting like a hundred kinds of drugs in their face yeah. and just grinding um but there was a lot of interesting people there and like in the row in front of us there was this like kind of country couple he had a big old cowboy hat on and uh, he just listened to her so much around the fire that she for christmas she got him tickets to the show and blah 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 and then down the way uh was this group of people that kept leaving they kept coming and going and one of them um you you watch South Park at all? Yeah. Like there's there's a character, uh, like they they used to have a couple like goth kids, mm-hmm. and one of them had just like a big bouffant of curly hair, and kind of always just leaned. And yeah. Was aw- that it was like this really tall person with that kind of hair, and it was very unclear uh, how they were expressing <laughs> their gender, and but you know like Adeline took my phone, and I probably still have it, opened the notes app and like drew a picture and was like i was like oh my god that's nice but he walked by or this person walked by and kicked over the drink of the country couple the girl kicked over her drink and stopped and turned and goes um oh my god were 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 those bubbles and the girl goes no it was a margarita and he goes oh sadness and then turned and walked away and adeline i was like i don't have any information yeah, yeah. you saw what i saw i don't know how to explain any yeah. piece of that just like but anyway uh so it, that was you know elaine's eight um he's one of these people that uh six he's up he wants to read take a shit, oh, shit. have some breakfast um and at the on the other end of it at night you know he's like i'm done being awake you know and then just off adeline's like her father she would stay up late and sleep in yeah um and so so it was it was he kept being like dude how much long like this is <laughs> so it was but it was a really fascinating um experience to be at a show with them um and she they they had just bins of these plastic bracelets that at a certain point in a song they would all all light up a certain color and oh. sometimes they would change i don't know it was just like man like none of the 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 fisher family the three of them they kind of came to town as casey musgraves experts and we very much went to that show as novices yeah um but i'm really really glad we did because now they're old enough and you know they know 
um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, marijuana odor that mm-hmm. was being identified, but at least like some peculiarities, some oddities, yeah. you know, so we can go uh, and really appreciate this experience, have a great time um, and identify that there's a lot of different people out yeah. there, but they're they're doing the same thing we're doing. Yeah. They're loving, and I'm loving, like, loving. that's that's what I want. Yeah. You know. I've had to talk with Guinness about the smoke and everything because he he, he he mentioned Snoop Dogg. I think it was one night I'd had a couple cocktails. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what about Snoop Dogg? Well, you know, that wacky tobacco. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, what do you know about that? Oh, nothing. I was like, that's right. You better not know him. And I probably, I think. You've I been stumbled, in my sock drawer again? Yeah, I stumbled around and it came out <laughs> that me and Snoop Dogg have some things in common. Yeah, okay. And I was like, that's the way it should be. That's the way, and especially nowadays, like, when I was growing up, yeah, you didn't let know that your parents smoked, and I I couldn't even tell you if there was other people's parents that smoked weed. So, when we moved back from Atlanta, uh, we lived with one of my mom's friends, and then we lived with another one of my mom's friends, and then we moved in with her sister and her husband, who was just... Not a whole lot happening personality wise. Mm-hmm. He uh he was a mechanic and he didn't clip his nails. Ugh. And he had just kind of a mop of dark hair and a dark beard and glasses and always had the mechanics, you know, shirt the shirt on, yeah. with the name and the pants. Uh and it's just, you know, I, I would see like like I, I don't even know to this like I think I can like hang with the grease or whatever was happening more than I can the length of the nails. But anyway, uh, we, I mean, we, we had all of our shit, um, in the basement. Uh And so like you come down the stairs and there's this one room and it's full of all of our shit. And then there's another room that's really full of all of our shit. And then there's another room that had like a kind of a desk or a workbench and, you know, the cork board with the hooks and the mm-hmm. tools hanging there. And, uh, I had been in that room cause there was like an old baseball mitt hanging. And I was like, I was drawn to that, you know? Um, and so I came home from school one day and I went down in there and he was, he was down, he was in that room sitting at the desk and uh, I went in, and I was like, what's going on? What are you doing? And, uh, um, well, something you're not supposed to see. And I, I was like, oh, I, I thought we, I thought you just knew without me telling you that I was really interested in this baseball mitt. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, what am I not supposed to see? And I looked down, and he was rolling a joint. <laughs> and he goes, well, this is marijuana. And I, like, turned and ran. <laughs> You know, it's drugs, you know, like (laughs) I didn't know any better, but (laughs) just say no. Right. Uh, Yeah. Well, I just I guess, like I said, I'd had some cocktails in me, but I'm also like you can get your card. It's going to be legal, you know, I mean, and hell, I mean, who knows how many parents from the school partake in it? I mean, it just I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Now, Ireland. I mean, I guess if she listened to this, but she is, I'm never going to drink. I'm, not, I'm like, all right, whatever. She said that to me the other day. No, me and Fiona made a made a deal. We're never going to drink beer. I was like, well, yeah, that's easy to do. <laughs> I was like. At 11. Yeah, 11. I said the same thing, too, at 11. I was like, come on, man. 
I'm like, I'm not, I'm not looking for you to be a raging alcoholic, but right. you're going to hit 20, 21, and you know what? Yeah, I'll have a little bit mm-hmm. here, a little snipper. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, obviously, like Bartles and James and shit and Strawberry Hill. <laughs> Strawberry Farm. Hills, yeah. That was a, but now there's just so many fucking delicious yeah, ways to get alcohol. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. The fruit pops and everything. I remember when, when Haley, my oldest, started drinking, when, after she turned 21, she tried to hang. And it was during oh, it was during a Royals playoff game. Oh boy! She tried to hang with us. Next thing you know, she's sprawled out on the bathroom floor. I'm like, "Come on, what are you doing?" Uh, I'm like, "If you're gonna try to hang, you gotta you gotta pay the toll mm-hmm. and not sleep it on the bathroom floor." Yeah. But then again, I was that age once too and passed yeah. out on the floor. Well, man, um, I've I've got these pages of notes, and uh, I was so nervous uh, <laughs> both times that I've done this. Uh, and I, I, we, we organically covered everything I, I nice. wanted to cover. Um, and I think we're probably two and a half nice. hours in. Sweet. So, um, music business, it's a weird, yeah, weird nowadays thing. Too. Yeah. Uh, like, you, you know, don't need it. You don't need the industry. You can, I mean, these kids have figured out and that's God bless them. I, I do love that. And I do love the rogue style of that, that you don't need, to meet the promoter and the manager and the A&R guy, you just throw it up on the internet, and if people like it, people are going to love it. Yeah. I mean, and I've heard people say, I don't know how any of it works, but I've heard people say, you know, such and such platform pays artists, you know, three cents a stream Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, and I'm like, there's absolutely no way that you could make a living at that, but then you see somebody like Taylor Swift. I mean, she must have rooms full of money. Post Malone. Post Malone, the, the yeah. White Iversons, yeah. He, he threw it up on SoundCloud and it blew up, and and he got paid. Yeah, paid, and he's millions. Band. Did I'm, you see? Did you see him on Rogan? Uh, yes, because he was tripping shrooms. It, it, yeah. Are you sure? Well, that's what he said. I mean, I, I definitely remember feeling like, you know, that. All night Friday, all night Saturday, Bonner, like, I feel like this guy hasn't slept. Yeah. And, and then he's like, yeah, I haven't slept. And he's like drinking beer and smoking mm-hmm. cigarettes. I'm like, he's on, uh, he's, yeah. pro tip, your body will p- put up with that for a, a little while mm-hmm. and then it won't. Yeah. And then it shuts down. On yeah. You. So sometimes it's a, just a reset or sometimes it's a full system shutdown, blue screen. Yeah. Yeah. Throw that thing in the trash and yep. go get a We're new done. one. We're done. <laughs> Uh, I will say one band that I'm following now that is, is local, Radkey. Oh, I meant to ask you yeah. if you still oh, yeah. see local. Okay. Yeah, Radkey. Just went and saw them again uh, two nights in a row for their Christmas show at the record bar. Okay. So, I mean, it's somebody worth checking out. Wait. Good punk music. I thought the record bar was closing. No, that was... Uh, Riot Room. Riot Room or Hurricane, however you want to say it. Yeah. Right. Record bar is over by the... Uh, Crossroads. Uh, downtown they moved they were they uh, used they, to be by the hardware store in westport yeah, yep. right that okay. was the original location okay and then they moved to downtown and across did, the street from temptations oh it's okay. a nice place it's really nice it's is, a big stage does it feel like they're successful and generating revenue and going to be around for them? yes okay okay they, cool. they did a documentary with dave grohl then they were on the record bar uh, no, no, record bar, record bar. Yes, they're they're doing lots of bands, okay, and everything. Yeah, they're they're going to be around. 
they're going to be around. They're they're helping slowly but surely bring bring the local music scene and just a good small venue okay. music scene. The one place that I haven't heard open back up was the Truman. Oh, I just saw Goose there. Uh, when, how long ago? Um, I mean, it was cold out. Oh, okay, uh, dude. Uh, I just maybe I haven't seen any shows that interest. I um it was it was weird. I had uh. Louis C.K. on Monday night, Goose Tuesday, I think it was, and then I had a hockey game Wednesday. But the tail end of the week before, I got sick, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ooh, I think I'm getting." And then I was like, "Oh, I definitely am getting." So I just literally stayed in bed, uh, like all day and all night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because I didn't want to miss any of those things. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, when I went to Goose, um, I was like, you know what? I'm definitely gonna have at least two drinks. So, and I don't, I don't want to fuck. Like having been not feeling well, and now I'm going out at night in the cold. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to fuck with parking somewhere. And if if it's a show, then I'm probably gonna want to like leave my coat in the car. Yep. I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna Uber. It's gonna be a whatever thirty five dollar ride each way, but worth it yeah and so i get there uh and i I was a i was a few minutes late but i was i was solo i didn't you know whatever uh and at one point i went outside and uh this dude goes hey blair (laughs) and i looked up and i was like hi uh i'm sorry i'm drawing a blank right now and he goes um alex i was like i don't he goes alex honig nora's dad our 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 daughters are friends oh shit and I was like, cause I see, like, he's been on two Indian princess trip. Mm-hmm. I see him at school, but he almost never says anything. And I go, you know, and I, I've been shut up in my home. You know, I've like not had hardly any interactions yeah. with people. And I go, oh man, I'm sorry. I didn't recognize you being all, uh, uh, cheerful and social and something like that. <laughs> and his friend uh, about fell over laughing really? and he just, he was like, and just turned and walked and went oh, went back shit. inside. Oh. And I was like, "You didn't even think that was a little bit funny?" Yeah, like, it sounded funny. Come on, man. Come on. Uh, wah, wah, yeah. Wah. So Radkey, you yeah, said. Yeah, Radkey. What's yep. their story? Uh, three three brothers uh, from St. Joe, Missouri. Okay. Yeah, and they uh, they have just been plugging away. Their first show ever was with Fishbone, and then they've just been touring and grinding. Fishbone, yeah, as in Hey Ma and Pa. Yep. yep. Yeah, and they. Which they they make fun of it, and they did a documentary, uh, "What Drives Us," with Dave Grohl, about being a va- uh, band in a van, and uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, we did that first show with Fishbone, and we thought this is the way it's going to be always." And then reality set in, and right. shitty clubs, and yeah. All that. But yeah, they're they're young kids, and just I mean, it's just good music, and they're local, and they just did a they just cut a commercial for Vans sneakers. Cool. Yeah. So they're they're. They're right on that edge. Nice. You know, they're Good right for them. The, yeah, and I mean, they're working hard, and they did the tour with Foo Fighters. They were the opening tour for the Summer Leg. That yeah. that doesn't suck. No, I not at all. Which wow. Which you probably opened a lot. I know when I saw them here in Kansas City, and afterwards people were like, "Who? what do you know about this that other band? I was like, oh, shit, you got to check them out. And yeah, so I've I've donated uh, twice to get two, help get two albums made during quarantine. And then I'm uh, I'm like a ten dollar patron, five ten dollar patron, uh, 
subscriber. So okay. I get special video. You know, just right. anything I can do sure. to help. Because one day, it would be cool to see them at Sprint Center. Right. If that's what they want. Right. Who knows? Who knows? Right. I was, I, we're going to see them. They're going to be at Boulevardia this summer. Ooh. And so I'm hoping to see them again and talk with them. Because I've been able to just not so much build a friendship, but build a rapport. They remember me. I cool. Mean, so, yeah. It'd be, I, I, it'd bought, be I bought a Friday night ticket for Boulevardia because actually through this uh uh I've discovered Jenny Lewis. Okay. Oh my god, she's so fucking good, dude. Like I mean she uh has she has really good musicians behind her and she writes uh, I mean she's a girl mm-hmm. who's been in relationships but but the shit she's writing about isn't like what you normally hear from a female she I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like she's distilled some experiences in a way that both genders yeah. or gender whatever yeah. can be like, oh. I get it. I love her. No, I, I, I do like that. When I do love when I can connect with, and I hate to say it, but a female artist where it's not like, oh, well, it's, I don't know that side. It's just, boom. Right. Love yeah. suck or this sucks. Yeah. And that's it. So Yeah, I was really bummed because a, a girl that I've known since kindergarten, like I last summer, I was like, I'm sort of the same conversation. We had. I told her. She was like, no. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, what, what, will you at least think about a record? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'll think about it, but I'm not. I was like, all right, fine. And then uh, I was making this table uh, just 10 feet that way. And I got a text from her and she said, it's a Jenny Lewis acid tongue. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, you? And she's like, yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. So uh, I really got to know that album and then I started listening to a couple of her others which I think I like better and I liked that first one a lot nice so I texted her like a week ago and I was like you ready she's like for what and I was like the podcast is up she's like "Uh uh-uh I'm like what she's like I'm not doing it and I was like I screenshot I'm like you you said yeah now now I don't have anybody to talk Jenny Lewis about Uh yet but I'll I'll get to see her pull there you go and then uh, I've never I worked one shift at Grinders, mm-hmm. uh, they wanted they hired me to be the chef to open their second spot, and then so they're like, "Come in at four and I went in at four, and they just like here, like put me on the line, and like you're closing, uh, and I was like, "I don't know how to make any of I mean I can figure it out, yeah. like I know what I'm doing, but nobody nobody's gonna show me how to make your your pizza or your fucking philly cheesesteak I just <sighs> And close was like you know one, and so I was, uh, and I just, I just, I, I, I think, I think, I think I did the whole shift, and then I just never went back. Uh, but I've never seen a show there, and I'm gonna go see um, the War on Drugs okay. in June. Are you into them? I've heard them. I've heard them. I, I mean, I couldn't. If I heard them, I'd be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I couldn't. I just right. saw. Uh, I saw. Last summer, I saw Fitz in the Tantrum. There. Ooh, how was it? How were they? It was good. Okay, because I'd been wanting to see them, and it was a Friday night. I. Pulled it up on the phone. I was like, hmm. "You impromptu purchase?" Yeah, and went. Yeah, nice. twenty-seven bucks. I was and I was at the Raytown house, and I'm like, "How much is an Uber?" Well, twenty dollars. Okay, eh, probably be a hundred dollar night. Let's do it. Fuck it. And I, I love it. I didn't I see it. anything in the anybody in the house. I just walked out the my basement <laughs> door. When I came home that you're, night, you're yeah, in the basement. I'm in the basement. Went out the door, got in the Uber, came home, and I walk in the front door. Where have you been? I just went and saw a show. Uh, 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 
Good night. Yeah. <laughs> like, Going yep, to bed. Yep. And it, yeah, it was one of those. I was like, cool. I get to mark them off the list of people I've been wanting to nice. see. But yeah, also just solo. Like, yeah, let's just do it. I yeah, man, I love it. Uh, I've uh, I've seen like I don't know, seven or eight straight comedy shows solo. Nice. In the last, I don't know, six or seven months, and you know. Uh, yeah, that's what that's. I would like to start going to more comedy shows because uh, there I saw um, there was a show on Amazon Prime. It was called Fat. It's called Fat Tuesday, and it's about um, the '90s of comedy in the black communities uh, and black comedians. And um, guy, uh, guy Tory, his brother is a comedian, Joe Tory. Uh, and once you see him, you'd recognize him. Not the former Atlanta Braves manager. No, no, exactly. Good, good, good call there. Good call there. Uh, he went to the comedy store and said, "Hey, uh, blah blah blah." But can you give us a night? And it was like for black comedians. They gave him the smallest room. It, it became an instant success. And I mean everybody: uh, D.L. Hewley, oh. uh, Bernie Mac. And it was just around. It was around the same time as uh, Def Jam Comedy Jam. Sure. So yeah, and I watched that, and it was like, damn, I need to start. I love a good stand-up comedian. It just, it, male, female, gay, like every. If you can make me laugh, that's. I love that. I love watching people like that, and that's something I've turned Guinness on too. Is we'll nice. watch some stand-up. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, we'll watch him. We'll get a good laugh. He's seen the bit about uh, how it used to be in, in our childhood when somebody would ring the door. Oh yeah, get down, get down. <laughs> versus now. Yeah, his mom had Sanka. Sanka, yeah, Sanka. Who's got Sanka? Nobody touched this cake. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. And then he loves. Um, he loves Jim Gaffigan. Sure. I mean, which is my sister and I are seeing him. About food. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> his his episode of Ro- Rogan was. Yeah, it was really. He good. he was kind of needling him a little bit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and just you know, for, don't forget, I, I I write jokes about food. Yeah. I, te- I tell jokes about eating food for a living, so I'm not like a you know. So yeah, we, oh he likes uh, really loved John Mulaney. Okay, we watched all his specials. Nice. Too. So yeah, it, it's cool to have a son at this age, at thirteen, and he's, you know, I'm well. I feel like I'm building a good base for him to to, to find his own, kind of like what my parents did without even knowing they were doing it. Right. Just build. Letting a you base run that his, record player exactly, and just okay. Now you go find. Yeah. Uh, I think I did let him watch. Uh, Dave Chappelle's uh, the, his first one ever on HBO. Uh, it's Killing them softly. Yeah, killing yeah. them softly. Baby, baby, what are you doing? Sell rocks, bitch. I got, I got four <laughs> kids to feed. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, just giving that base and like, okay, go find. And plus, he he tries to fancy himself as a comedian too. So I'm like, whatever. Comedians and music always go Dude, together. Uh, always go together. Nine thirty Thursdays uh, at the. Comedy Club of Kansas City over on 103rd and State Line or whatever, open mic. Right, we signed him up for uh, the comedy place in Westport. We signed him up for an improv class that's supposed to start in the next week or two. Wow, a, a teenage imp- improv class. I definitely want to hear how that goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm is he hoping... like kind of charismatic, dude? Okay, he he gets stuff in there. Yeah, he, he'll he'll. But he can also be... he'll also light the other team's quarterback up. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So it's like this dude is you know at seventh grade five ten one hundred ninety. Jesus. And and I'm just he's looking... taller and heavier than I am. Yeah, he's a man. He is a man, and like 
it's ridiculous. And the doctor's like, I don't know if he's going to grow anymore. I'm like, bullshit. See this boy eat? Yeah, I'm like, this guy can put it away. I was like, so to see this and then to be like, we'll all be in the kitchen while talking about something. He'll throw just a little smart-ass thing in. And I'm like, man, you're... A little too smart for your age right. here. That was a little adult, Care- but careful. good one. Yeah, careful. exactly. I'm like, whoa. Good. You drop that wrong place, wrong time. Exactly. It can be hard to we've recover to, from We've it. had to have those talks about that doesn't get said in front of grandma. The, right. That doesn't get said in the supermarket either. Yeah, right. Like one time, he uh, he was going through and saying, boy, a lot. Like, boy, I'll smack you. And we were in the supermarket, and I said something, and he goes, boy. And there was an older black couple in front of us. I turned at him, and I just... And we got. I go. You need to stop fucking saying that. What? What? And he didn't know. He had no right. idea. But I'm like, I don't want to have to be the one to explain this. No, no, no. I don't. Yeah, like because you know how dad is and where dad comes from. So there's. I didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I was like, just gotta watch what uh, we do. Louis C.K. is still the best in the in the world to me. Um, have you heard his? Have you watched any of his stuff? Oh yeah. Have you seen uh the bit about um um where he used to do voices for his girls? Uh um, I, that one does sound that, familiar. Daddy, do the do the friendly You like the friendly man? Yeah. Fr- friendly man likes little white girls too. Yeah. Uh, and then and then they get older and he's like, Don't don't tell people at school about the friendly man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's I, I've always enjoyed CK. Yeah. He's I he's I mean, yeah. controversy aside, that sucks, but People make mistakes. Yep. And I mean, um, the special that he put his newest special is called "Sorry," and it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he does he has a bit in there about Goodwill Hunting that is so fucking long. I'm like, bro. But the special before that is called "Sincerely," and uh-huh. that's the one that he put out after he went away for a couple years. Okay. Must see. Okay. It is so he he talks about it. He talks about it. Uh, and a good comedian will. Yeah. I mean, I I remember watching Richard Pryor after he fr- burned himself up talking mm-hmm. about free mm-hmm. basin mm-hmm. and a good comedian will come out yeah. and 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 disparage themselves and yeah, so and it's also it's what we talk comedy. It's comedy. These guys are up there they're they're we're here to laugh. We're here to laugh at our our insecurities, our 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 flaws. In society, that's what they're doing, and it's their job to make us laugh. So when people, well, he, they, 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 dude, fucking get it's over it. It's your constitutional right he, to not purchase or consume his or her content. Mm-hmm. It is not your constitutional right to prevent, try to prevent them from making a living. Yeah, and, and to, Just, to tell a corporation you need to take it off because it hurt it, our. It's feelings. the same thing. Like you remember, like back when we were kids, and and you know you would sit down and watch TV and uh, over the course of, I don't know, a week's worth of watching TV. How many commercials for movies did you see a lot? Did you go see every single one of those movies? No, you went and saw the ones that sounded good to you that you liked. Don't go to his fucking show. Don't click it on. Don't don't click his face on Netflix, but he still gets to, Make Dude, a movie. I Do mean, because there's pe- there's a bu- there's a bunch of us that want to listen to him, that yeah. want to consume his yeah. his his work and his her and yeah. So to sit here and tell me, I just it goes back to and what's so weird too. And I know we're what's weird too is on either side of the aisle, you've got people basically saying, "Don't tell me what to do." 
over here on the woke culture, well, you can't be like this and you can't say this stuff. Well, don't tell me what to do because I still want to be able to live my life. And the same on the other side. Well, you're too woke. You're too, well, don't tell me what to do. It's, it's so fascinating that we've fractured so far apart, but it's still the basic principle. Don't I just, tell me how, what I just to do. feel like um, you should always think of yourself. Like I think of myself very often as a person that lives in this house and I know the people that live there and I know the people, I know a good chunk of the people on this block. Mm-hmm. We're not all like super tight or best friends or anything like that, but we'll hang We'll hang out, you know, I'll hang out with them for this thing and them for this thing, or we only know each other cause our kids are friends or, or whatever, but we all have one common commonality and it's that we, we like our homes. Yeah. We want our block to be safe. We don't want to live across the street or next door to shitty people. Yeah. So, like, if everybody can kind of just, you know, be kind of decent and, you know, if you need help taking your trash out on trash day or you borrow my mower yeah. or whatever, but we're st- we still, you know, are we go in our homes at the end of the day and we go to bed and we wake up and do our... Like, if you could just have that mentality online or <laughs> in the, as, as it pertains to arts and entertainment culture, like just everybody is your neighbor in some sense and nobody wants to live next to a shitty neighbor. Yeah. That's exactly, I just, when they go inside, then they jump on that computer. Yeah. And, then and, then, they, and that's, it's just been, you know, I love this. I love our phones, but if it went away tomorrow, I mean, like I said earlier in this thing, it, I come from a generation there was no pictures, nothing, and we had one hell of a time. I mean, to a point where <laughs> I couldn't relive it. Right. it. But we had so much fun because there was nothing to worry about. Yeah. If I said, fuck so-and-so, if he wasn't standing in front of me, it's hearsay. Or, you know, if I said blah, blah, blah about this group, yeah. he didn't. So as much as it's given, it's also made us a kind of a crappy crappy place to live in times yeah. because i've always been love everybody gay straight black white it doesn't matter right you don't fuck with me as long as you're not a shitty neighbor exactly as long <laughs> as you're not a shitty neighbor like you know if you are selling crack try to do it through, during these type of hours right not at three in the morning right. you know? and like don't you know try, try not to use your guns if you have guns yeah, you while you're guns, selling crack don't yeah, yeah. just Let's limit the drive-bys. Yeah, let's limit yeah. the gang exposure. Things yeah. like that. I'll, I'll water your fucking garden for you, but just yeah. let's, let's <laughs> limit. F- fewer bullets. Yeah, no cartel stuff around here. Uh, I can't tell you how uh, geeked out I was to at the idea of your middle initial being P, and then it actually is P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe. Yeah, if anywhere of any initial P. Joshua you know? P. George. Just it's. It's flow, man. It's it's oh, like it, it, it sucked growing up. Three first names. Uh, that I meant to say that. Three first uh, names. Uh, Billy Joel. There's a club of like yeah. first, you know. Uh, and it, George Michael. George. Oh, that that one hurt. Oh, George Michael. Yeah, whatever, dude. Uh-huh. Especially dudes that weren't comfortable with themselves. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, your girlfriend's saying that to me tonight too. So right. Whatever, homie. And she's speaking a little bit louder exactly. than we are right now. Yeah. So. Uh, I remember a cop one time busting up a party. It's a fake ID. What do you mean it's a fake ID? Nobody has three first names. 
Yeah. Tell me about it there, bud. <laughs> and it didn't really got it got bad. Uh I was in a police station and they, they swore it was all fake. I, they held me there for a while, uh, fucking grilling what's, me. What's the P stand for again? Paul. Paul. Yeah. Joshua, Joshua Paul, Paul George. George. Yeah, I they mean, they held me for a while. And then it finally uh I I I finally remembered my social security number. Nice. And they looked that up. You're free to go. Right. Yeah, fuck you. For a minute, we thought he was a Beatle, Joshua yeah. Paul George. Oh, I got that too. I got. I was like, yeah, I was just missing Ringo. Right. Just a John, a John and a Ringo. Right. I would have been there. Oh my god. So, man, uh, this was really fun. Yeah, this been a good time. Uh, I, I like I said when you got here, you know, the the gift of time. You know, if somebody, it's like the neighbor thing or a friend, like if somebody gives you time, like mm-hmm. it's a super super valuable commodity that I don't think you know. Definitely not until later in life did I realize how valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, as our age, any age up and around this, it's you don't get them back. No. And and I you make you'll make jokes during out your day of somebody stupid talking to you like, well, I don't get that time. back. Mm -hmm. But it's serious. I mean, there's, you know, when you see and you hear like Bob Saget passing away. Right. Like, shit, that's 20 years. I've gotten to that age where people die. I, I find that how many what the age difference is mm-hmm. like fuck like uh, somebody passed away they were fifty five fuck that's nine years dude yeah like what are we gonna do in nine years and I I'll say I'll put a challenge what are you gonna do in nine years that you have because I'll get upset and sad because I'm like fuck Guinness is only twenty one or twenty two Ireland's only twenty you know and I'm I won't be here so it's like okay you have ten years. Thinking of it, you've got 10 years to make the biggest impression you can on their lives. Right. Now, hopefully it's 20, 30 years, but I have looked at it like, first of all, I'm happy to be at 46. Yeah. Second of all, I've got 10 years, 56. You need to make a huge dent where if something, God forbid, happened, they're always talking about you. And like, remember dad did this? Or you remember dad taught you this? Or or having you in their heart as they go through life go through and life. make choices yeah, exactly. and face... To... What would dad do in this situation? Well, dad would say to fucking buck up and let's go. I tell you, man, you know, we, you, we, you all hear about growing up, like, when you're 16, you get to drive. When you're yeah. 18, you get to vote. 21 drink, 25 rent a car, and then there's not really anything after that. But it's been this whole ride of like, wow, I can't believe my 20s are gone. And then <laughs> and then, like, you know, whoa, I'm in my 40s. When I hit like 45, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm yeah. going to die soon. Like, you know, and then 46, I was because like, because 45 was kind of like, all right. Yeah. But then 46 and all you're everything closer. is just ticking mm-hmm. to 50. Yeah. And then when you're 50, <sighs> you better be. <laughs> appreciating all of your moments and and that, I do because with friends I've got for all my friends are mostly all younger okay and I'm like I'll say stuff I'm like you guys remember I'm closer to fifty than I am to any other thing any other age and it's like and I I'll you know the way I still dress and and stuff like that but I'm like. I heard uh, Nick Swartzen. <laughs> he, I remember him. The I saw dick, him. The Dick Watch. Yeah, you know that bit. Yes, and he had another bit about we're going to be the only generation of grandparents that are listening to gangster rap. Yeah, and drinking forties and smoking yeah. and all that. Our grand shit, baby, you don't know about this yeah. shit. Come he, on. He was just on the uh, the Honeydew. Oh, was like he? three weeks ago? Okay, and I it comes out on Tuesdays, so I Tuesday I was like, get the fuck! I was like, I haven't seen him. Yeah, since that dropped, special, he kind of dropped off. He's sober. 
Oh, really? Yeah. That's good for him. Yeah. He, was, uh, he was no, no, no. Hard. No, no, no. He was sober. Oh, okay. And uh, and he's, I believe, he's like, he he can manage it. Okay. Like he and he's he's in that episode. He says a whole bunch of times how much he loves drinking, and he's like, but you know, because he got he, he was fucked up. He went to the hospital yeah. and like was not doing in good you know and plus so, he started getting like he gaining weight and he was looking bad to, he was looking that bloated alcoholic yeah, yeah so but yeah he hearing that and i thought about that i'm like fuck and i think about that now too as, as i'm listening still to outcast and wu-tang clan and, and i'm like that's why i'm so glad i don't have any grandkids and i'm so happy Haley took my advice and be like no no kid there's nothing good that comes out for Ill- illegitimate kids I love you but nothing I would we'd be in we'd be at a restaurant see that lady yeah she look happy no she looks miserable yeah she's probably got some fucking kids at home right now and no dad support no nothing and she's got to be here probably working a double you want that no and no disrespect to that woman but I was just trying to tell the girl no nothing good comes out of that having kids at an early age and you're young and you're dumb. I mean, God bless every parent, including myself, but no, go live your life. Yeah. If if from the ski resort you want to go to a one in fucking the Bahamas or something and work there, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm behind you 100%. Yeah. So. Just just make your partners wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> please, we, don't talk, we don't even talk please, about that. I know, right. Because <laughs> even still this day, hey, I've got to talk to you. Jesus Christ, What? No, I'm not pregnant. Okay, so what do you have to say? Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to hear it's that. All, it's all good news if no after, is yeah, yet. I'm not pregnant. Yeah. Whatever. I, I got in a six-car wreck. Yeah, whatever. Is you okay? You're alive? Yeah. No, no kid, though, no right? No kid, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. We're good. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, thank you so much. Um, thank you. Yeah. I'm still very green at this, so uh, the turnaround time to get it up and out is not quick, but when it is, I'll Yeah, shoot me a text. I'll at you. Yeah. I'm more than willing to ever come on again. I mean, I'm, I'll probably hit you up on that. Sweet. So. Sweet. Yeah, we could do a list of music or something, whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy. Right on. Thanks, so, man. Thank you. Thank you.